Hello, Detective Boswick. I want to play a game. The three train is arriving in two minutes. It is up to you to decide if this will be your final stop. You have taken the witness stand many times and railroaded innocent people with your lies, putting them away in jail. Today, it is you who will be railroaded. You have one chance to live. Tear from your mouth the tongue that has so often been used to lie and to deceive. Take a leap of faith and you will live. Only your weight will rip away your lying tongue and save you. Live or die, make your choice. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. episode 239 welcome back to the buzzkill podcast where today we read from the book of saw and spiral out of control in no sauce in the champagne room no sauce in the champagne room <laughs> so we did a little refresher course is, on that since is that the third week in a row that i've sang the title of the i think it is <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Uh, I haven't heard No Sex in the Champagne Room since I was in high school. And we did a little refresher course just now. Fucking holds up. Just as good. <laughs> just as good. Just as good. <laughs> just remember, the girl has a pierced tongue. Sure. You know you know what I mean. All right, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, hey, we did a thing this week, James. We did. We did. I did a few things. Ooh. Which one are you referring to? I didn't know you were in a polygamous relationship. Yeah. Damn. You, you were there. <laughs> what are you talking oh. about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> You're one of my wives now. You know what? I accept that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Okay. Less, le- lesser men would be offended by that. Lesser men are also my wives. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> How many of your wives are actually wives? Just the one. <laughs> the rest are just all my buddies. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, hey, James. Yes, we're back to it. Back to it. It's that thing that used to happen once a year, and then stopped being like once a year, and then happened again. Are you, it's it's are you, sauce season, baby. Oh, I thought you were referring to lockdown. <laughs> oh yeah, well, but sauce season and lockdown not yet, kind of the not same yet. thing. You feel like you're dying. It's a trap that is set for you. You know, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. If you make the wrong choice, you might kill yourself or others. It's a it's a trap that's been set by some some uh, some old man sitting in his tower somewhere. The only way out is to jump into a pit of needles with vaccine in it. Oh wow! Topical. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this just got real. Um, but yeah, no new song movie. So of course we had to go see it. Uh, so this is going to be part four of our uh, saw retrospective this i guess would kind of uh qualify as one of our restospectives i guess it would you're right mm. but being that we've done already like the whole rest of it already would it just be would it be part one of a resto or part four of the retro retro this these are the questions this is the game that i want to play with you james I and have, spin the bottle. I have too much horsey sauce and Sudafed <laughs> in me 
to make that decision right now. So I played doctor with James today. Yes, it was just as sexy as it sounds. And uh, I prescribed him. James here is uh, suffering from a little bit of the sniffles. I mowed my lawn and uh, and it was just, it, uh, it um, ruined my life for the rest of the day. Yeah, so <clears throat> the crazy thing about Michigan right now is that uh, if you go outside, it's literally, it's like, picture like a like the most beautiful snowstorm but then replace all the snow with pollen <laughs> yellow it's pollen fucking everywhere <laughs> it's terrible and uh my sensitive body doesn't react well to it so it's been a miserable couple of months for me you butter soft bitch i know <laughs> i'm actually like there's a part of me that's thankful for uh masking right now oh absolutely <laughs> except, oh no it yes except i need one that covers my eyes too also, I'm I'm happy about masking because when we were at the drive-in last night, having a mask when you go into the porta potty also a plus. Hold on, I have to say though, those were the nicest smelling porta potties I've ever been in. They smell like coconut, right? Yeah, right. And they had like little uh, like little flavor cubes in the was, was... in the urinal that you could pee on, and it released more coconut flavor. <laughs> It was pretty nice. <laughs> Never in the history of my life did peeing on something make it smell better. Uh, urinal cakes. Uh, do they smell better, though? They just smell like urinal cakes. I'm not going to go ahead and say they smell better than anything. Yeah. They smell like chemicals and piss. <laughs> you smell better. pretty much it. You smell better when I pee on you. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> um we'll uh, move on because yeah. it's getting too real again anyway hitting it's, too close hitting too close to home it's saw week and we're very excited about that and uh before we get there james yes how's your week good not bad not uh not, not, bad. not great either you know it's been hot it's been warm it's been too hot no just, marty dude get fucked marty no ready for winter <laughs> jesus go, when, go die a, a death when we're in a, we're when we're in uh like the the seventh month of a Michigan winter, I'm like, fuck, I just want it to be 100 degrees outside. And then our our like fourth day of 80 plus, I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, and I'm just literally waiting for it to be 100. Because you, you, know, you know how it is here in the Midwest. It's not the heat that'll get you. Oh, no, it's, the, it's that humidity. It's the humidity. But there hasn't been a lot of humidity. It's been just heat. It's been, it's been plenty humid. I don't think so. If li- Listen... If I walk outside, because I'm not a naturally sweaty person. Okay. I'm not. If I walk outside, though, and I've got sweat on my brow within like 30 seconds of being outside, it's humid. That's not, that's not humidity getting you. The humidity like hits you like a ton of bricks. It's just been hot. You sweat because it's hot, James. No, no, no. Yeah, False. you do. When's the last time you went to like Las Vegas? Literally last year. No, you well, didn't. Well, 2019, sorry. 2020 doesn't count. No, it's a dry heat, <laughs> and you don't sweat. You don't sweat when you're in Las Vegas. That's not true. Fuck, yes, it it's is, It's not dude. true at all. I spent, I actually, what, well, I'm not saying when, that when was not, I there? I was there I'm like, not saying that there's not like a, an, a little hint of humidity in the air, but it's not crazy around here. Not yet. No, no, it's not, I've been we working, haven't seen I've been, anything yet. I've been working outside for the last week. And it's been oh, fantastic. Man. It's oh, been... look at you. You got a little tan there, too. I, I, I do got a little tan there. No, you don't. I do. No, I was making fun of you because you're no. still white. No, I do. Legit, Legit I do. <laughs> I, love how, I love how that's how we show show how tan we are. You, I, don't, I wonder if other, do other people that, do that same is that trick? A, is that a Michigan is thing? Is it a Michigan thing? Might be. Like, if you want to show off your tan for the year, you press two fingers into your <laughs> arm real quick. And see, and, then, and see how long it takes for it to disappear. Is that is that actually... 
Is that a thing? I don't know. I know that when you don't have a tan, it doesn't it doesn't work. Well, well yeah, because so. you're white as, and I'm I'm white as a ghost. I, tur- like I actually most turn black. I turn black when I do it. Like when I put two fingers on, I'm pasty white. It just like goes opposite. It's just like a bruise that forms automatically. <laughs> well, that's just because you have an iron deficiency. <laughs> <laughs> it very well could be. <laughs> uh yeah what you been up to not uh not a whole lot man just uh like i said working uh trying to get plans together for upcoming weekend which is memorial day what are you doing i don't know we're doing uh we're thinking about doing something i don't know yet uh i'm thinking about uh so you're trying to get you're when you said you're trying to get plans together you meant you've planned nothing yeah, well, I've I've researched a hair. So 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 the lady just took a new job down in Ohio. Mm. Yes, she is she is voluntarily going to Ohio. I I I cannot speak for her. But she, she voluntarily it's a thing. she voluntarily does a lot of things I would never do. Like date me. Date you <laughs> eat, but, eat but, rabbit but food. I'm one of your wives. Explain that. Huh? It's a, but I'm also one of your wives, so explain that. Well you're you're my subordinate in that <laughs> in that regard, so it's like you don't even matter. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, point is though, we uh, she's working that Saturday, so we're like, well, let's go down and maybe like stay the night somewhere in Ohio or whatever, <clears> you know, <throat> figure find something to do. I found like there's apparently like an Ohio cave system right outside Columbus, and um, that yeah. seems fun. It's called all of Ohio. <laughs> Ohio sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The caves look pretty awesome. I like caving. We're always looking for like weird things to go do. So you like spelunk? Do you like spelunking as I well? I do. I do. Have you been spelunking? Um, not not like uh, I think what's, uh, wait. Not ca- like caving descent, is not like descent level spelunking. No. Which what? What's the difference? So one is one is discovering new cave systems. I believe that's spelunking. I think that's caving. Is that caving? And then spelunking is like is like exploring a previously explored cave systems okay i think that's spelunking is that why spelunking sounds like it belongs in porn they're all previously explored <laughs> yeah, caves exactly. <laughs> anal spelunking <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, or like ur- like urban spelunking yeah is it spelunking or spelunking 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 <laughs> sounds even worse yeah it does <laughs> it's spelunking at least i always thought it was spelunking <laughs> Um, oh, here comes my spill. Yeah, like when you when you go like explore like uh, you know uh, busted out buildings and stuff like that in Detroit because Detroit has tons of like ruined porn. It's called yeah. You know, you go you're sp- spelunking in the the old uh, abandoned buildings. I thought you said at first I didn't. I know now that you said ruined porn. Yeah, I thought you said ruined porn, <laughs> and I was like, are there just like are there just old buildings filled with porn that doesn't work anymore? <laughs> What porn doesn't work? Ruined porn. I don't know. Like maybe it's a bunch of VHS tapes where all the tapes been unspindled or something. You of all people should know, even digitized and scrambled on Skinamax, it still works. That's true. It's true. Absolutely Gets true. Gets the job done. <laughs> um, anyway, though, like I said, we're just trying, just trying to find something, some sort of adventure to go do over the weekend. You know, just do something different and fun. So, I have no idea if we're gonna do that. It's like another two hours south into Ohio to go do it. So. Oh boy! Yeah, I don't know. Oh, so you're talking? I'm just like you're talking deep Ohio, deep, deep Ohio. Oh, yeah, God. And everyone knows you don't go deep in Ohio. No, you don't. You don't do it. You don't. It's just like it's like Ohio is like the Ohio is is the um the permanent first date. You never go deep. Yeah. Right. Right. You just don't. Yeah. You save that shit. You just dip, but you don't save anything for Ohio. You just dip your toes in <laughs> a little bit, test the waters. Yeah. Realize that the waters are um 
Ohio water. <laughs> filled with syphilis and then get the <laughs> hell back out. <laughs> uh, apologies to any friends in Ohio. <laughs> uh, do we have friends in Ohio? I thought I we were, I I thought we were better than that. Oh, yeah. yeah That's okay. true. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's just been that, though. Like I said, just kind of a, a whatever week around here. It's been nice, though, so I've been trying to spend some time outside. and uh, Yeah. Just enjoying it. You and your wife yeah. came over to my place last night before we went out to the movies. We did. And it was the first time that we had done anything like that in over probably a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I am I am happy to report that it did not feel anywhere near as weird as I thought it was going to. It's like there was no like weirdness about it. Like reservations yeah. about hanging out indoors yeah. together. Which it's so this when you take a step back and you think about this past year, like year going on a year and a half mm-hmm. here. It's so weird what we've gotten used to. Yeah. Nothing. We've gotten we've gotten used to doing nothing. Right. And just being homebodies. Uh, but, and not seeing your friends. Right. And not having any type of social socialization outside of either the people you live with or maybe a loved one or something. Right. Right. That's it. Like I, I who did I, I I hugged fucking Brian the other day. Why? Because he dropped I didn't, something. I didn't I didn't do that even before. He just, <laughs> I'm a hugger. I hug everybody. Uh, he dropped something off in my house, and I was like, "Hey, I, I think I can hug you again now." And so I did, and it was terrible as well, I expected, yeah, yeah. but uh, a little squishy. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did it anyway. Um, yeah, it's but yeah, we walked in here. We just walked in. We sat down. We were like having a couple drinks and stuff, and then in the house. In the house. Dun dun dun. I haven't even done that at your place yet. Uh, that's another thing that I've I've unfortunately gotten used to over the past year and almost a half is um, not having people in my house. So my house is just a miserable wreck all the time. Nice. It's awful. It's like your life now. Yeah. 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 It's good. The so. carpets match the drapes now. It's perfect. <laughs> but no, it was uh, weird though. Like I, for the longest time, it was like we were so used to deep, not... Oh. We were so used to just not doing that, though. And I thought there was going to be like a little bit of like a weird, like, oh, my God, we're in the same place together, right? You guys just randomly wandered in. I was half naked on the couch. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. You were expecting us. And I yet, was not expecting. No, you I was still, not expecting. Yeah, you still answered the door half naked. You called me like five times. I didn't get any of the calls. And it wasn't even so the good half. you just came over. <laughs> it wasn't even the good half that was yeah, naked. I'm sorry. I was just wearing a crop top. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I, I just, it didn't even dawn on me until after you were over for like 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, we're together. This hasn't happened in a year and a half. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy though. I am happy that there was no weirdness because I was a little bit of kind of a weird, like afraid about that. Like that I was going to be like super, not nervous, but um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like apprehensive. Apprehensive. Yeah. yeah. About doing it. Yeah. Just because you're so used to not doing it. You try, yeah. Like we at least tried to follow the rules best because we, were, we weren't sure, those yeah. people that were bucking the trend the entire time. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm happy, I'm happy to say that that was not the case. Yeah. And it's, we're going um, to a concert in September. Yeah. James, who are we? That it's like we're it's like we're normal people. Oh my god. And it's at a it's at a like a, it's a small club that's like tightly packed. Yeah. So it'll be a it'll be a, it'll be it's, it's kind of weird to think that that's going to be a weird experience. It might not be though. Come September though, things could be Yeah, back I know. To like I'm hoping, you know, the way the, the way things are right now Everything's on a downtrend. Yeah. Hopefully, 
you know. Yeah, hopefully it'll be good still. Hopefully and it will, this we'll is, stay this the is course. the end of it. I know there's going to be new, around that time, probably more vaccinations rolling out because it said by fall, there's probably going to be a third <clears throat> booster shot, which if it becomes a yearly thing, so be it. The flu shot's a yearly thing too. Yeah, That's not, they're, they're, they're making shit. such a big deal out of that. Like, oh my God, you're going to have to keep getting it. Every fucking other normal vaccine that you get is yearly. Well, not like the ones from no. your kids or whatever, but like the flu shot, whatever. Like, I mean, there's only okay, fine. That's the only the one shot. I can think of that's yearly is the <laughs> but flu shot. But the point shot. is, people don't freak out about that, right? So why are they freaking out about this? Many, a lot of, but only for I think only like forty two percent of people get the flu shot. Well, maybe fifty five other percent should consider it. That's not the math. Sure it is. Whatever you say, <laughs> boss. <laughs> whatever um, um anyway though that's just that's been my week no nothing uh nothing crazy special right on right on i uh i haven't been, i haven't had much going on my in-laws have been staying at my house for the past two days oh yeah which is lucky for me i actually enjoy my in-laws because mm. that might be a living nightmare for other people could be i i can't imagine i can't imagine being in a relationship where i hate my in-laws like some people do that would um, suck, dude. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it definitely sucks. It's it, it's more common than you probably think, though. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. People are different people. I feel like that's part of the vetting process, though. Like, if I'm dating somebody and I and I meet their parents and I'm like, oh, these people suck. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I think that I would, like, I, I have, I had a, an ex whose father was a absolute piece of shit. Is this the creature? Yes. Oh. And I don't, like, there was... That was red flags from the very beginning. I was like, I don't want to be involved with this guy oh, for the rest of my to? life. You're gonna like, be, yeah, if you're going to be like with people for the rest of your life, yeah. pre- presumably the rest of your life, yeah. why would you want to be surrounded by people you don't like yeah. and don't like you? Yeah. That just seems stupid. It, just, it, it seems like part of the process to me to like to to work that out. You know what I mean? Yeah, even if, like if even you're if dating you're, somebody and you're like, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's it sounds kind of cold to say that's grounds for dismissal if your parents suck. But at no, the same not. time, you you find out pretty early on in the relationship, right? So you know, I've broken up with some. Kick I, rocks. I've literally broken it off with a girl because the first time that I met her parents, her dad tried to do the entire gun closet thing. <laughs> Did he really? Oh yeah, yeah. And I and, and I like right after it happened, I pretty much looked at her and go, "Yeah, I'm not putting up with that shit." See ya. One thousand percent. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a like second date or something like that. We were stopping, like, uh, going over there for for dinner. This is like right after high school, something like that. So it was a while ago. Right. But on. like her dad, her dad was literally did the whole gun closet thing. Like, like, oh yeah, these are my guns. Blah blah blah. blah. And I knew exactly what he was doing. And I'm and I'm looking. So did at he him. make an offhanded threat then? He or did he just show you his guns? Because maybe he was a guy who was he, just super into guns. There's a, there's there's a way you do it. Like, cause he knows he, I'm not into guns. Yeah. Right. That was pretty obvious. Uh-huh. And for him to go out of his way to be like, yeah, so this is, uh, this is the gun closet. I got lots of gun paraphrasing, obviously, yeah. but he was, he was specifically showing off that he has lots of guns and that like, it was that scare tactic. Yeah. And it was like, right after that, I looked at her, I go like, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't need to impress anybody that much. Like if he doesn't like me right off the bat done well not even, oh, not, but i take it back not even like me right off the bat but to do that and already put like this weird 
shit over the whole thing. But like, that I'm, could I don't, just I don't be the first. I mean, if it, what if, af- what if after that, every single, uh, every single interaction was completely pleasant? Because it's not that though. Because it's it's the idea that he right off the bat assumes I'm a piece of shit. To That's have to not do that. what that is. It is though. though. It That's is not though. what that is. Sure it is. It's just no, no. Sure it is. It is not. You're crazy. I'm sorry. That's a little crazy. I'm not crazy. It's not. It's not the dad assuming that you're a piece of shit right off the bat. It kind of is. It's, it's like if he's a, already making idle threats to you when he does, and he doesn't like, even know you. That's kind of making threats. Oh, and that and that to me is no. a total. That it, it's a total. It's a total dick move because it puts this weird fucking funk in the air over the entire thing. It's. It's like you're constantly looking over the shoulder of her fucking dad because he's so what if he what if he what if he pulled you aside and said and said uh this is my daughter yeah the light of my life yeah treat her with respect yeah or we're gonna have problems I would look at him and I would say why would you think anything less of that like why would you expect me you right off the bat would to not, not do that? dude yes, I would. no you wouldn't oh i'm, I'm, uh, I'm fresh just like, out of high no, school no, no, no. in no, my you head wouldn't. in my head though no i'm it's saying like, it. why would you automatically assume i wouldn't do that like what about me is giving off those vibes that you automatically assume this is a weird tangent that's, just got on. that's not <laughs> a it's, it's not a it's not a it's not a you giving off those vibes it's a because i can speak as a father because i am sure it's not that you're giving off bad vibes it's that as the father you feel like you and i'm not saying that i would necessarily do this but as the father you feel like you know you need to put it out there that you want your daughter to be treated with respect sure. so then you so then you're not trusting your daughter to make good decisions uh kids don't make good decisions sometimes mike <laughs> if they're dating me it's the best decision ever oh <laughs> okay i will say this billy uh billy gibbons from uh from zz top yeah I was he was he he was on like MTV Cribs or some shit like that, right? Like back in two thousand one, and he he said the first time that he ever met his da, I think his daughter's husband, uh-huh. who's now his her husband, his husband, <laughs> her husband, <laughs> um, who he now has a really amazing relationship with, like their best friends. Sure, he's he took him and he Billy Gibbons has a ton of guitars, a ton of cars. And a ton of guns. Sure. Those are the three things that he's most passionate about in life. And he told him that. He said, I got a ton of guitars, I got a ton of cars, and I got a ton of guns. Guns doesn't rhyme, though. Shut the fuck up. And he said, I would love to show you my guitars and my cars. Don't make me show you my guns. And he said that to him. And, the, and, and like, that's, that's that's the same kind of idle threat. It is, but it's wor- I, I almost feel like it's worded a little bit differently. Like, hey. Don't ever just don't ever give me a reason to do it. Like that's the, that's it's the same fucking thing, dude. Yeah, it is. Yeah, maybe I don't know. But because it's Billy Gibbons, listen, listen, he gets listen. That girl that I was dating sucked anyway. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> that was it's a weird, the, this is a really weird tangent we just went. This off. is life, dude. We're just talking about life. It's wax poeting about life. Wax poeting. Poetic. How many beers did you have before I got here tonight? It's 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 not that. Just wax poeting. Poeting is not. You say poeticing. Waxing poetic. Pat, like, that's the one. Just <laughs> wax poeting. That's like when you get. That's when you get a bad. That's when you get a like a bad edit on a on a vinyl. That's that was poeting on that wax. <laughs> 
Oh, I hate you so much. Oh, just stop being stupid. Oh, my God. Uh, right. Speaking of things that are stupid, why hey. don't we get into some corrections from All last right. week? Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, there were a couple of corrections from last week, James, yes. and uh, one of them I'm embarrassed about. Oh, no. Like, super embarrassed about. Okay. Miss Sylvia Saint. Oh, I understand why you're embarrassed about this one. She's one of my people, yeah. James. Yeah. She is from the Czech Republic. Yeah. She's Czech. Yeah. I'm Czech. Yeah. That's why she's so hot. Yeah. Or why I'm so hot. Mm. Take, take, take your... We got good genes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you seen my grandpa? Good genes. Is it is it like those is it like those weird like really cottony old man jeans? Yeah, oh yeah, the super comfortable ones that stretch with you. Where yeah. do old men get those jeans? Uh, Sam's Club. All is it really? <laughs> yeah. All old men have the same pair of jeans. Or like strap on? Oh, they play like Wranglers. Strap on a pair of Wranglers from like Kmart back why, in the day. Why did you say strap on a pair of Wranglers? It's from, from Clerks. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna strap on a pair of Wranglers. And does I'm gonna, he really yeah, say it's, that? It's Randall at the end of it. Oh jeez. Yep. Wow. Um, I haven't seen Clerks in like 15 years. Ooh, that's a good one. You yeah. should. Um, so yeah, uh, Sylvia Saint is a uh, Czech. So that, uh, that explains her hotness and her torpedo titties. Um, and also, uh, speaking of torpedo titties, uh, the cooking show that I couldn't think of with two ladies on the motorcycle. Yeah. I was asking if you ever heard of it. Yeah. It's called Two Fat Ladies. It's just called Two Fat Ladies. It's called ladies. Two Fat Ladies. Oh. And they have the greatest opening, like I watched the opening like uh intro to the show yeah it's fucking fantastic it's so good i'm gonna show it to you on the rake it's awesome okay it's so good <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of sylvia saint we were wondering what she was up to nowadays oh yeah i can't find anything <gasps> is she dead she no she's still alive okay because there is a website called are they alive <laughs> <laughs> and according to that website she is still alive She's got her last I she, her last living off that fuck you money. Is her last doing. her last Instagram post was from 2016. Okay. And her last uh film credit is from 2013, which of course is um lesbians and double dongs. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Which if I'm not mistaken got an Oscar nod. So That's, um, that might be the one that set her over the edge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Might be. Yeah. I know the last time I had to handle a double dong. It sent me over the edge. Yeah, so. you were you <clears throat> disappeared for at least six, seven years before yeah. you resurfaced. Yeah. So with, with a whole new appreciation. So she's for, due. Because <laughs> that was seven years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago. So she's due. She's due for her big back, comeback. That, that comeback to her. <laughs> a lot of comes on backs. Uh, <laughs> uh, also Jesus. the Frank the Frank Lloyd Wright home that doesn't have a single right angle yeah. in it is actually um it's not falling water. Okay. Uh, it's right here in Michigan. Ooh. It's in Grand Blanc, Michigan on Lake Helene. Okay. And it is currently on the market oh. for just under 500K, Dang. which that seems like a steal for a Frank, Frank Lloyd yeah. Wright uh, home, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It's really cool, too. Uh, we, we should look it up after you show me the Fat Ladies intro. Two Fat Ladies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll look up this home Okay, because it's pretty cool. All right. Um, any more corrections? Uh, nope. That's it. All right. So we do have one glaring <clears throat> correction to make. Oh gosh. Uh, and it's not for us. Oh. Okay. So uh, I, we are uh, we are in the middle of a feud. Another right now. one. Yeah. 
another feud another it, feud it feels like it feels like ever uh it feels like since what like two or three weeks ago we've been yeah. feuding constantly yeah so the bloody good film podcast uh josh uh josh etner if uh if we can give his whole name <clears throat> should we give his whole name should i bleep that out no, I we've said it on, on the yeah, okay. show before. Okay. Mindless, genius, Mindless to, genius to those of you who know. Joshy baby, you're wrong. You're so wrong. He's got this crazy cockamamie theory that that the man that plays Highlander, the man that plays Raiden in the first Mortal Kombat movie, he thinks that his name He thinks that his name is Christopher Lambert. 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 Which sounds very French and sexy. It does. Um, it also sounds very delicious. And he is French, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he's French. He's French-Canadian, so, something like that. So yeah. it would make sense. So, it does. So Josh, uh, Josh did put something out on the Bloody Film pod- uh-huh. podcast saying, many people, I feel like this was a direct shot across the bow, bow it, oh, oh, at it us. It, Josh, this is why we're feuding. And he said... <laughs> And he said, many people mispronounce Lambert and say, uh, or mispronounce mispronounce it as Lambert when it is actually Lambert. Uh-huh. And you know what I realized? We, we've been fighting about this. Yes. Because he did bring this up when we were talking about Christopher Lambert on the show before. Yep. And you know what so, I realized who, who? is we never Christopher, actually... Christopher who? L- uh, Lambert. Lambert, yes. Uh, you know who I realized that we never asked? Who's that? We never asked the man himself. We didn't. So now I want to before before we get to this though, before we bring the man of the hour in. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out that it's only Josh Jesse, the other co-host of the Bloody Good Film Podcast. He is totally Team Lambert. So so, this so is, in a sense, he's team is, he's yeah. team Buzzed Kill Podcast. Oh then. yes, one hundred percent. Essentially admitting that oh. Buzzed Kill Podcast is superior. to By his the own. way, hey Jesse, you want to be on the show sometime? Yeah. You're more than welcome. You're yeah. part of the crew. Right. Okay. So uh, as we'll, you were saying, we'll do a we'll do a Christopher Lambert retrospective. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as we were saying, though, why don't we ever ask the man himself? Yeah. So we did. Uh, we did just that. Go straight to the source, and uh, we caught up with him while he was uh, producing uh, or, uh, or uh, promoting. Uh, promoting. Thank yeah. you. Not producing. Promoting a new film. Okay. And uh, and 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 we asked him. We're like, hey, how do you say your name, and how do people know who you are? Mm-hmm. This is what he had to say. Hi, I'm Christopher Lambert. You all know me as an actor. Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert. 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 So there you go. From from the horse's mouth. From the horse's mouth. Uh, And he's he's a god, and you have to listen to God, right? He is immortal, and there can only be one. And uh, yeah, sorry. And that one is a Lambert. Lambert. Um. I was gonna say I was gonna say this to Josh. I was gonna say I I would feel comfortable in conceding the the idea that maybe it is Lambert because he's he has French uh, I think he has French heritage because Lamb Lambert Lambert is it's a French last name. His parents might have been French or something like that. I was gonna say I might concede that maybe traditionally they they pronounce their name that way. But professionally, he is known as Chris Lambert. I feel like you're giving him too much. 
Okay, fuck you. I feel like you're giving. All right, fuck you then. Never mind. I I was gonna say I was gonna concede that point, but now I actually looked it up, and according to this thing on the internet, (laughs) which is always trustworthy, Christoph his actually his name is actually Christoph. Really? It's Christoph. Christoph Lambert. Christoph doesn't sound doesn't sound very sexy. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) It says Christoph Guy or Guy Denise. <laughs> Lambert, and then it has the phonetic spelling of Lambert afterwards. Oh yeah, and it is if you read phonetics, it's got the little upside down e after uh-huh. the b, which is an uh sound. Yep. yep, Lambert. Yep, and then the hard r t. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Josh, but uh, you can suck it. Now he brought up the point that there that he used the. Uh, he used the what did he say? He he made he put out His a movie under company, the production company yeah. Lamb Bear. Yeah, maybe it's an inside thing because maybe people pronounce his name mispronounce his name as Lamb Bear Could all the be, time, or, and or he's like just a said, guy with a, a a sense of humor. Like obviously, said, because if you look up a supercut of him laughing on on YouTube, it's <laughs> it's it's at the same time very disturbing and also funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh it's Lambert. So, we, uh, we, we, we we've can, put it to bed. We can close the book on this one. Done. Um, if you want to call us so that we can hear you apologize, and um, it might be hard to understand you with you know that mouthful of crow, but um, <laughs> but we'll take we'll we'll accept yeah, the apology. We'll, we'll give you we'll give you a phone number you can call. Yeah. And um, you know, we'll or or hey, we'll we'll have a conversation about it. Oh yeah, yeah. We're more than willing to talk to you. Uh, maybe maybe yeah we'll see how we're feeling that day <laughs> if we're feeling generous <laughs> all right moving uh, on anyway to, uh, yeah. to less important things yes change. um much less important things what are we drinking today yes. first of all i am gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna warn you ahead of time i think michael through the power of editing is going yes. to bleep out the name of this beer i am and then i'm gonna re-say the name of the beer in the tofu because we do feel like the name of this beer gives away um kind of a spoiler for spiral which is what we're talking about this week yes. spiral from the book of saw so that being said full spoilers just this is a brand new movie. It just came out last weekend. Yes. Um, if you've not, if you're not up on your Saw movies, if you're not, and, and actually, I'll I'll say this, and this is not much of a spoiler thing. This is definitely a side, sort of side quest, side if bitch. you will. Uh, that being step, <laughs> this is it's a side bitch. It's a side bitch. Um, that being said, though, full spoilers today. Um, don't get mad at us. If you continue listening yeah. and whatever, that's why we're going to bleep out the name of the beer because, like I said, I feel like it kind of gives a spoiler away. We'll explain it later in the tofu, but um, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, full spoilers. This is your last warning. Do not listen to the tofu of this show if you don't want to know all of the spoilers for Spiral from the Book of Jigsaw. Correct. No, don't Jigsaw. Listen. Book of Saw. Is it from the Book of Saw? Jesus, James. Whatever, bro. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so this is a very cool bottle. I like this bottle. It's, it's very uh, kind of old timey looking. Yeah, yeah. All right, so get ready with your edit button because this is O'Fallon <laughs> original oatmeal stout, malt beverage with natural flavor. Right now, why does this tell me that it's a stout, but then it says malt beverage with natural flavor? I don't know, but it's 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 made for Vito. It's a it's a it's a O'Fallon's malt beverage. <laughs> you just fucking. Oh, I guess you could say the actual yeah, Fallon. Yeah, yeah. The name you of the just brewery. leave out the yeah. 
O'Fallon. O'Fallon's original oatmeal stout malt beverage with natural flavor. Um, You know what else I can do? What? I can say and bleep it out. Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shut your mouth. God damn it, James. What? Now you're now you're just creating work for me. Yeah, well, deal with it. This is going to be so much easier to edit than the past five months worth That's of shows. True. So That's very true. All right, so O'Fallon. Uh, is it even Irish? <laughs> O'Fallon. It's got to be, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Okay. Or O'F- could O'Fallon be Scottish, too? Eh, it could be. I don't know. Could be. could be Australian. No. <laughs> what? No. Oh, Fallon. <laughs> oh, fe- oh, 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 no. I, I'm O'Fallon. Fe- I can't find... Oh, my, na- my name's Bert O'Fallon. Oh, f- I'm from the Outback. Forsters. Fallon. <laughs> Fallon. F- Forsted. O'Fallon for beer. Australian Australian for sco- scotch oatmeal <laughs> cookie stamp. Um, all right. So... Scotch oatmeal cookies are a St. Louis tradition. We've taken the key ingredients of scotch oatmeal cookies and incorporated them into a cream stout. This sweet oatmeal stout is velvety smooth with a creamy mouthfeel. Oh, Mike's going to like that. Hints of chocolate. Is it going to wow my mouth? (laughs) It's going to wow that mouth. Hints of chocolate, caramel, oats, raisin, and vanilla combined to create this liquid cookie. That's what I call my wife, Liquid Cookie. Uh, please. <laughs> Don't you have a rabbit named Cookie? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Gross. Weird. Uh, please visit our website to learn more about our brewery, our beer, and the O-Bar. They have a bar called the O-Bar. Oh, that's kind of fun. Cheers. This is um, a... Uh, would you say it was a 5.5 percenter? 5.9. Oh, 5.9 percenter. Oh, am I way too close to the mic? I'm sorry. Yeah, you're peeking a little bit. All right. Oatmeal stout, 5.9 percent, 14 IBUs. Two row pale. So the grains are two row pale, flaked oats, carafa one, caramel, extra special, midnight wheat, and white wheat. And the the hops are... You want to take a guess? Ooh, uh, Simcoe. Chinook. Oh, that was my second Sorry, guess. Bud. So, is this a twist off? Uh, I don't know. I oh, used the, I used the popper. Here you go. Can I have a? Yeah, this you. um this has a very strong raisiny smell to it, which is a very odd smell for a beer. Well, that's good, right? Oh yeah, it's supposed to be, but it does it definitely smells like raisin. Oh wow, it really does, and I'm not getting anything else from the smell. I'm getting, I'm getting chocolate. Yeah, I'm not getting chocolate. I'm getting chocolate. Okay. I'm gonna pour this in a glass. Actually, um, you know what? I, I want to see glass the, here. I yeah. see the color. Ooh, it's it's a thick boy. It's not that thick. It's just dark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, cheers, sir. Oh, cheers, bud. Forgot that I could cheers you yeah, in person. Yeah, can do that now. Oh, that is delightful. It tastes like a. F- it tastes like an oatmeal cookie. It do- wow, <laughs> that's that's incredible. It's really good. It really it round like the end rounds off too. Yeah. Like it it. Wow, that's really good. Is it safe to say that it wowed your mouth? It wowed. Wow! wow. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely wowed my mouth. Um, mm. This is this is delicious and it's easy. Really good. It's actually really easy drinking. Yeah, that's too. the thing about like I'm not. Too- it, this is a stout and it's a malt. Not- I would not have put those two things together or even individually and thought that it would be this easy to drink. I don't even, I don't, I don't, like, I know that the 
taste of malt. I don't know what goes into like like mixing those two things together, a stout and a malt. What I will say is this is it's remarkably light for a stout. It is. It's like and, it's like uh, when you meet like a big beefy dude and he turns out to just be a complete sweetheart. Yeah. That's 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 this is the liquid equivalent of being a sweetheart. <laughs> it's actually it's actually pretty good. I'm gonna take note of that and that's gonna be one of our stickers that we eventually make. Oh yeah, please. It's the liquid equivalent liquid equivalent of just being a sweetheart. Um the Buskill Podcast. <laughs> uh yeah, it's very light for a stout. Like I don't I'm not super into stouts typically Neither just because I. of how it like I don't wanna feel like I'm drinking dinner. You know what I mean? I mean sometimes I do. Sometimes sure. <laughs> But if like I, if one. I skip dinner, I'm like, well, there's calories in this. But yeah, but like one, you know? Sure. Like sure. amongst a night of drinking, you know, ales oh, and lagers yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that, I'll have one stout and I'll be good to go. Yeah. Um, it's this like is really good, though. It's like, I when could... you're, it's like when you're drinking a whole bunch of, man, I, I really need to eat something. Mm-hmm. You order a stout. Right. And then you're good. Right. Sp- <laughs> That's how that works, right? Spoken like a true lush. <laughs> man, I need something to eat. Better get a stout. <laughs> This is really good, though. I'll take like, a meat is, and potatoes. I honestly did not know what to expect from this because mm. it was kind of a blind, uh, kind of a blind buy. There was another one that I was going to get. It was, uh, it, oh, fuck, what was it called? Uh, this the Great Escape by uh, by Train Yard Brewing or something like that. And I thought that was perfect because everyone at this point, I think everyone who's interested in this movie has seen that opening scene because they released it like a month ago. Online. Yeah. So the opening scene is a big train thing, whatever. But that beer expired in early 2020, um, and I'm like, I don't know how. What I kind feel of about this. what kind of beer was it? Was it a porter? I don't know if porters age. I didn't want to take that uh, that risk. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But we will explain obviously the uh, why we have to bleep out the name of this beer. We'll explain it as soon as we get into the tofu. Right. But we didn't want to alienate anybody that still wants to get their news. Yeah. You know, because we know that you, we know that most of you exclusively like to listen to like the first 45 minutes of the show and then you know tune out after that oh yeah it's the best part yeah and when i say when i say listening to two dumb fucks rattle on about their day that no one cares about (laughs) when i say most of you i actually mean my wife oh because that's what she does (laughs) (laughs) that sounds pretty typical yeah yeah that's basically how our days go first 45 (laughs) minutes she listens to me and the rest she just tunes out yep she's done after 45 can't even make it a full hour Uh, anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. (laughs) Yo, Fetty Alvarez. Uh, is one sick motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god, we're watching Don't Breathe right now, and we just got to the turkey baster scene. And if you haven't seen it, it's exactly what you think it is, only in an old man's mouth. <laughs> Maybe that's exactly what you thought it was, I don't know. Uh, it's a thing, though. All right. I guess, um, I guess on the bright side, it was his own. I, yeah, is that, is that the bright side? <laughs> I mean, rather your, I guess I'd rather, rather have my rather own, your than, own than somebody else's. I don't know, I, I know where that's been, though. <laughs> You're, everybody's a fan of their own brand, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, what's uh, in the news this week, Michael? Uh, rest in peace this week to Charlie. <laughs> oh, God. 
the disrespect, the level of disrespect that we show to people. Uh, you know what? This guy deserves it. At least uh, he just, <laughs> based on one of the characters he played, totally deserved it. Okay. okay. Totally deserved it. All right. Uh, no, not at all. Rest in peace this week to Charles Grodin. Uh, Charles Grodin, uh, 86 years old, uh, unfortunately passed away from complications from bone marrow cancer. Uh. God damn the big C. Um, he appeared in uh, 1976's King Kong with the Babelicious Jessica Lang oh. back in the day. Uh, but he's probably more well-known. Any relation to uh, Don't Breathe, Stephen Lang? I don't believe so. Is there so. any relation? No, I don't no? believe so. Okay. Just... Uh, Stay in, stay in your lang, stay James. In your lang. <laughs> uh, he was probably more well known to horror fans as his role as Doctor Hill in Rosemary's Baby, <sighs> the original Rosemary's Baby. So, and when I say when I say that he probably deserved it, you know, she went to him because this these people were being crazy, trying to like steal her baby and shit, and she went to a trusted doctor, and he just called her fucking husband. Didn't believe the woman. Um, he deserved it. I I do agree with that. But at the same time, he kind of redeemed himself because he was sort of America's father in Beethoven. Oh, that's fair. It was him. Right? Good so, point. Good point. Yeah. So he kind of okay. re- redeemed himself. Yeah. He's kind of like sports stars. He was, they can he do was, really shitty stuff in the past, but they can redeem <laughs> themselves when they win like a title or something. Exactly. <laughs> oh, for uh, fuck's sake. Pays to be good at something, people. I guess so. Um, <laughs> No, uh, rest in peace, though, to uh, Charles Grodin this year. Uh, 86 years old, Jesus, though. he was 86? 86 years old, even to die, unfortunately, of cancer, though. Guy lived a long life. Um, so That's crazy. Can't be mad at that. I would have I pegged him for, like, our parents. How would you have? I would have pegged him <laughs> for our parents' age. Like, thinking back to... He was our parents' age in Beethoven. Was he really? Yes. Like, he didn't, he didn't seem... No, because he was the father of, like... Three small children in Beethoven. Someone was getting busy. When did Beethoven come out? Uh, uh, 96? 92. 92? So, okay. Yeah, so that's 30 years ago. There you go. Wow. Well, yeah, but still. He was playing a dad 30 years ago. Probably, even if he was in his 40s. Well, he's playing, it would put him know, in his 70s, so yeah. he's a little older. Guy, guy looked good for his age, man. Yeah, I guess so, man. Come on now. Right. Uh, speaking of things that look good for their age, uh, Attack the Block came out oh. almost 10 years ago. Hey, dude, I'm will you fucking... Yeah. We'll do it for the show. Yeah, the please. Show. It's so um, good. So we talked about in the past that the original uh, director, Joe Cornish and John Boyega, were sort of mulling around the idea mulling around the idea mulling around. of a sequel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, guess what? It's official. Nice. It's happening. Uh, John Boyega is returning as Moses, and Joe Cornish will be back in the director's chair. Uh, Boyega said about it, uh, it's been a decade since Attack the Black was released, and so much has changed since then. I'm excited to see this heightened story return to the streets of London. Moses has remained one of my favorite characters to play, and bringing him back is a huge honor. And you know what? When he says so much has changed, he means... Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> but the thing is this, though. The fact that he, like, considers it an honor to come pack and play it. Come pack and play it. Come pack come... and play. Oh, you got babies on the mind. <laughs> I do. I pack must. and play. I must. <laughs> uh, to come back and play that role, though, it, it shows that Boyega, like, appreciates where he came from. If he's that excited to go revisit this character and he's excited to, you know. He's not one of those guys who just moves on and, and for whatever, sure, yeah, so. for sure. I can I can respect that. But plus, also when you see it, you'll understand why. 
That's fair. Because he's a grade-A badass and uh, grade-A badass. <laughs> it's funny that on all of the, out of all the things that I, my voice cracks on, it's when I'm trying to say something cool like grade-A badass. <laughs> grade-A badass. Um, uh, yeah, like, it's such a cool character. That freaking movie is awesome. Yeah, I you need to, to watch it. it. I've I've always Stop wanted to. Stop dragging your feet. Stop Just being an that. asshole. All right. Um. Let's see here. Another sequel that we've been hearing about mm-hmm. for a long time without any concrete news is Huckus Puckus. Oh, Two. Huckus Puckus. Huckus Puckus. Uh. Well, guess what? The wait is over because the news finally broke that not only we we already knew this was happening, but the news broke that uh, not only will it be a direct sequel to the nineteen ninety three classic, but all three Sanderson sisters are back in their glory. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimi. Najimi. All back. And and they all wanted to. And the, it was just never a thing. Until the best now. part is that they are now uh they are now the age that the Sanderson Sanderson sisters were actually in the movie. Like three hundred years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll look badass though, because I always picture witches as like the old decrepit, you know, whatever. Like, not saying they're old and decrepit, but they're, they're older now, so I feel like they'll fit it a little bit better. They're still going you know? to. I think they'll still. Uh, um, <laughs> Was that bad though? What? <laughs> Is it, they're fucking old now. <laughs> look at these old. Well, they're gonna look like old hags, which is great. No, they're still gonna make them look like really. I, I'm sure they'll look older, obviously, because they are 30 years older. Yeah. But um, I, you know, you know, it's Hollywood. That's fair. They'll make them look good still. Well, the movie will be coming to Disney Plus in the fall of 2022. So yeah. we've got a little bit of a wait still, but right it is now. coming. Cool. So that, that is exciting. Uh, we have a bunch of casting news, James. Okay. All right. Uh, the new the the new ingestation. Uh, Tim Burton directed Family Adams Family. There we go. That's a mouthful. There you go. The ingestation new Tim Burton directed Adams Family series. There we go. Wednesday uh, has found its lead. Have you heard about this? No. We have a lead. It's not <clears throat> Christina Ricci, which I'm still holding out for her to be Morticia. Still holding out for it because I think she'd be perfect. Okay. Um, but She's too short. Actress Jenna Ortega Jenna. will step into the black shoes of the titular character. Uh, Jenna Ortega played Allie in season two of You. Oh. She was the little sister. Yeah. You. Okay. Now, if anybody here doesn't know what You is, I was just recently turned on to it. I think you just recently finished it yourself. Uh, it's a couple, couple months ago. It's basically Dexter it's, for millennials or it's, Gen Z. It's de- Well, we're millennials, yeah, so it's, it's more like Dexter for Gen Z. <laughs> but it's still actually really good. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's, not as, it's nowhere near as good as Dexter. No. Very few things are. No. That's not a knock to you, but, you know, it to is me? what it is. To you. <laughs> Who's on first? Um, no, if you've not watched you though, it's on both seasons are on Netflix. Uh, season one is good. Season two shines so much better because Netflix took it over. It was yeah. originally a freeform show, so it's not as adult. Whereas season two is straight Netflix, and they really upped the ante. Yeah, I did and like it's se- so good. I did like season two better. It was more fun. Oh yeah, fantastic. Season, show. One, season one was great, but season two was was just a lot more fun. Um, but so yeah. Jenna Ortega is playing. Wednesday? Wednesday, she is playing oh, Wednesday. Cool. Adams. She'll do great. Yeah, absolutely. She's she'll, perfect. Yeah, for it. she'll be awesome. Absolutely for that. perfect. For absolutely. It. Um, I never would have thought of her. Probably, honestly, uh, on my own. But I mean, if you think back to her character in in you, even it's, it's kind just because she's very like monotone and like and and you know just sort of uh, 
standoffish, which is how yeah. Wednesday is anyway. Kind so, of al- yeah. kind of alternative. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so if they goth, goth her up a little bit, I think she'll be great. Just goth her up. Just fucking goth her up, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, as we mentioned in the corrections, uh, there can only be one Highlander, right? Oh, Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> um, okay. Or can there? Oh. Because there's a new Highlander movie being made. Oh, for God's sake. And uh, we have some casting news about somebody who's in talks to take over the role. Okay. Uh, and that... This uh, better be good. The, the, so the movie. <laughs> and by this better be good, I mean it better be James Remar. So put these... <laughs> God, how amazing would that be? So it's being directed, first off, by Chad Stahelski. Okay. Who directed John Wick. Oh. We're getting a John Wick directed highlander movie okay yeah and they're eyeing none other than superman Geralt of rivia himself mr henry cavill oh really? which is fucking perfect is it Geralt? Geralt. is that how you say gerald 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 it's gerald of rivia don't you watch the the games you watch the show too don't you i've played it yeah it's gerald gotta watch that show it's gerald of rivia it's so good awesome it's gerald it might not make any sense if you've never played the game but Whatever, doesn't matter. Well, I'd like um, to play the game. So his too. character in The Witcher on Netflix already sort of like the sort white hair, kind of yeah. like it's very Highlander-ish. Yeah. So it's kind of perfect to bring him just over step just right for into this. It. Yeah, yeah. And I can't think of a better person. Yeah, honestly. And again, just like uh, Jenna Ortega, I wouldn't have thought of him, but now that I see it, mm-hmm. it's perfect. Yeah. Um, there can only be two, James. There can only be two. <laughs> well, so this better come to fruition. Is all I well, say. no, I mean there can only be one. So, no. What this means is he has to find Fight to the death. Find Christopher Lambert and cut his head off with a sword. <laughs> with, with a, a sword. big fucking sword. Yes, I'm into it. All right, uh, more casting news of out of Ryan Johnson's Knives Out sequel. We talked uh, last week about the uh, additions to it: Dave mm-hmm. Bautista, Edward Norton, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr. Daniel Craig, crazy buddy. Okay, uh, you can now add uh, Kate Hudson to that list. Man, what a huge cast. The first one was a huge cast, too, yeah. so it doesn't shock me. I haven't seen it yet. I really got to... They're going all out. They got that Netflix money, man. Yeah. yeah. They, can, they can pay people. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's uh. They got bank. What can I say? So that's exciting. Um, also in casting news... Casting for my wall of Blu-rays. Oh. Get what I did there? Yeah. Buddy, what's on blue? So that's me then. Yep. So you were throwing it over to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Okay. That's good. (laughs) All right. From Kino Lorber Studio Classics, 1964's The Last Man on Earth, starring the one and only Vincent Price. Oh, I thought it was going to be Christopher Lambert. (laughs) It's finally getting a proper deluxe edition Blu-ray release. Uh, the I'm last, the last man on earth. <laughs> <laughs> the last man on earth, an adaptation of Richard Matheson's <laughs> "I Am Legend." <laughs> and large influence on George Romero's "Night of the Living Dead" stars Price as Doctor Robert Morgan, who reluctantly becomes a vampire hunter after a disease turns all of humanity into the living dead. The last man on earth. We'll hit shelves on August 31st. Uh-huh. Um, only other one I have here for you is The Unholy, 
which will be making its way to digital HD on May 25th and all VOD platforms and DVD and Blu-ray on June 22nd. The film, which was produced by Sam Raimi and his Ghost House Pictures and written and directed by Evan Spiliotopoulos. Ooh, that's a fun fun one to say, yeah. Spiliotopoulos. Spiliotopoulos. uh, Follows a young hearing-impaired girl named Alice and a journalist hoping to revive his career as he covers the story of Alice's sudden ability to not only hear and speak, but also heal the sick. Like Jesus. Exactly like (laughs) Jesus. Uh, after a supposed visit from the Virgin Mary. Oh, so he's so Jesus. Exactly like yeah, Jesus. Okay, okay. Uh, but as terrifying events transpire, he starts to question whether this is the work of Virgin Mary or something evil. The slut Mary. <laughs> Who lived next door. <laughs> now, Jesus, and you of, stay and, away from that slut and, Mary. <laughs> and none of her conceptions were immaculate. No. They no. were all very much... Uh, just uh, there's a lot of dicks involved. This is the ejaculate conception. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes I wonder. Ropes on ropes on ropes. On. <laughs> sometimes I wonder if maybe we're going to hell. Uh, the film stars Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Kate Hazelton from the League. That's Katie Hazelton is from the League, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, she's uh the guy. I'm pretty sure that's the chick from uh, or the the guy that lied about 9/11. It was his wife. <laughs> Steve Ramsey. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. think of his name. Yeah. it's What the hell is her name in the... Kate. Wasn't it Kate? Is it Kate in the show? I don't no, it's Jenny. 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 Yeah. Jenny. Jenny. Uh, William Sadler and Carrie Elwes. Oh, I like uh, As of right now, no special features have been announced for that That's release. True. So it's, uh, you know, it's just uh, is what it is. It's a thing. It's the unholy. And that's it. That's all we've got for blues all right. this week. Uh, so my last bit of news here has to do with the uh, movie of the day, and that's uh, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Really? Um, this is uh, good news for the franchise, at least. Uh, number one for the last two weekends in a <sighs> row. Now, before you get super excited, apparently it didn't bank that much. It's been a pretty quiet two weeks yeah. on the uh, on the old box office front. Sure, that doesn't. But but still, it's a number one movie. It's been a quiet year and a half on the box office. Exactly. Front, so. Can you really judge anything by what's happening right now? No. Probably not. No. But um, yeah. So that's awesome, and also because of the high box office, or at least number one ranking at the box office. Over the last two weeks, it has made the franchise, the Saw franchise, has banked now over a billion dollars in the box office. Jeez Louise. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of That's money. That's a lot of traps. That is a lot of traps, yep. It's a trap! <laughs> Especially since all of my traps would be constructed from just those simple little um, little mouse traps. Oh, yeah. Like the little plywood ones. with Or not plywood. In, M- whatever you call them, MDB or whatever. I, I have no idea. With the little snapper. Yeah. All of my traps would be made out of that. So with a billion dollars? You know, a lot of mouse traps. I could kill everybody. <laughs> kill every mouse. <laughs> every mouse. Um, but no, that's crazy. A billion dollars for the franchise. Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty crazy considering that the movie, or the franchise rather, has it's <clears throat> lost a lot of steam as it's gone on. Yeah. So the fact that it's still bringing enough money to cross that threshold yeah. is crazy to me yep um also uh darren lynn bowsman has found renewed interest in the franchise and DLB? has yeah and he has plans for many more saw stories oh, boy. so apparently he's back provided the studio will keep him back uh-huh. he's in for the long haul okay which i'm all about because i like darren lynn bowsman 
I do um, too. I have some issues with his directorial, you know, his his direction rather sometimes. Sometimes. Sure. Um, that being said, I don't think that there's anybody better for the series outside of like maybe a James Wan. Just saying. I think I mean, if we're not going to get the original back, Bowsman's I was going to say, if you want to get the dream team back together and go uh, Wan, Bowsman, Wenel, yeah. I mean, I'd be here for that. Yeah, I but agree. If, but, I if agree. You're, but if you can't, then, you know. Like, James Bond produced, Bowsman directed, Juan, uh, Lo- Juan written. Or Wanell written. Wanell written. That's a tongue twister. Wanell written. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm that, that to me is the dream team. And that's mm-hmm. basically what Saw 2, 3, and 4 were. Right. I think, I think it was all of them. Uh, yeah. I think. I know Wanell wrote 2 and I believe 3. I'm not sure about 4. Yeah, Doesn't okay. matter. Yeah. Um, and I actually have the whole layout of what his plans will be. But guess what? That enters into some spoiler territory, so okay. I ain't going to talk about it yet. Are you going to talk about it in the tofu? I will. Okay. I will. So that pretty much does it for the news. Then. That does it for the news. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Quick break. Pick another movie to watch. Pick another movie. Because we just finished Don't Breathe. And uh, when we get back, we will, we will breathe into our microphones. <sighs> While making noises, and it will come out in the form of us discussing Spiral from the Book of Saw. No sex in the champagne room. No sex in the champagne room. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. From the book of Saw, James. Spiral. Spiral. I carried the spiral up my ass for <laughs> 10 years. How long has it been since the last Saw movie? When did Jigsaw, Jigsaw, <laughs> Jigsaw come out? When did Jigsaw come out? Yeah, what year was that? Uh, Jigsaw, I think, came out in 2017. Yeah, 2017. 2017? Yep. Okay, so it's been four years. It's been four years. Four years. Up my ass. <laughs> this was supposed to come out, what, last year? It was supposed to be a last year movie. Yep. This yeah. was definitely supposed to be a 2020 movie. Uh, got held up by the pandemic. Uh, but it what is pandemic? out. What's that? What pandemic? Uh, it was the um, the, the pan, the pancake pandemic. Oh, you are not good on the fly. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling it out. <laughs> um, so Spiral from the Book of Saw uh, is the reunition reunition reunation what you're not good even when you want to even not. when you have something planned out that <laughs> you want to say <laughs> the reunion there we go uh of darren lynn bowsman with the saw series right reunition the reunition <laughs> let's stick with reunition because i like that word uh this o'fallon's is getting me oh drunk <laughs> um Oh, speaking of which, we can now say uh, what yeah, we're we'll drinking. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get there. Uh, so this is the 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 reunion, though, of Darren Lynn Bowsen with the Saw series. Very high hopes for this. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to it. Now, I, just like everybody else, I think when they first saw this trailer, and, and we think we had the exact same thought, we're like, ah, Chris Rock and Sam Jackson. We love them. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to separate them from what they do. 
Reason being, they both play. They're both very good at playing themselves. Yeah. They're both not so great at playing characters that are unlike themselves. Right. So we both like thought even, that like just even, from the trailer. Even if, you know, mo- most of their roles in, in movies are uh, like an, an over-exaggerated version yeah. of themselves, but still pretty much themselves. Here's, the, got- here's the problem. This this in this movie, Sam Jackson's character, uh, who uh, Marcus, uh, what's his name, Marcus, Marcus Banks. There we go. Um, Sam Jackson's character of Marcus Banks. He might as well have been playing uh, Nick Fury because he played him the exact same way. Well, yeah, he like, might. That's the he thing. He might like, as well have been playing. Most characters, yeah, but that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the problem with plays. Sam Jackson, it's it's a problem, and also a joy of Sam Jackson is you always know what you're gonna get. Yeah, but there's never there's nothing to differentiate his characters, and when you go from drastically different genres of movies, it can stick out like a sore thumb. Right, Chris Rock, on the other hand, I didn't have as much of a problem with the dialogue was clunky because the writing was clunky. I'll give them that, but. Yeah, I don't. Chris Rock had certain scenes where I'm I'm jumping all over the place. Obviously, right off the get go here, you really are. I am. I am. It's the first thing that came to mind. Um, First things first, you know, like the leads were a bit weird. They were. Well, and I I I think the other I think the other thing is everybody thought that from the get go. It's not so much that it was uh, Chris Rock and Sam Jackson in particular. It's that the Saw movies. The entire franchise is pretty well known for casting not like A-list celebrities. Yeah, unknown. They're huge movies. Sure. Like the Saw franchise is a phenomenon. Like it's, you know, like every, every year people wanted to go out and see the new installment and figure, you know, like analyze it. Like that's we did. it. Yeah. Like that's. That's the draw of the Saw movies to me is like taking, like finding all the Easter eggs, like uh, overanalyzing the the narrative that, you know, like the twisted web work oh, yeah. of what's going on within the franchise. Well, especially, and when you cast, especially within the series, you, you watch every movie looking for the web. Like, right. That's the thing. Right. Like you don't know what to believe, what not to believe. Like, that's kind of right. the joy of the movie. And when you cast two like huge name actors like this it kind of i don't know it kind of takes some of the it kind of takes some of the attention away from what i feel as a huge saw franchise fan is sort of the point of the movie which is to suck you into the story and not not care so much about the characters as individuals but the overarching narrative yeah that's the thing most movies you want to care about the characters Right? Like the characters are the main focus. Like if you can't believe in the characters and you can't believe in the movie. Whereas in the Saw franchise, it's it's the story that is the main character. Right? It's not so much the individual pieces of the puzzle. Right. It's the story. And I felt like this movie definitely put, and this sounds weird to say, but it definitely put character over story, <clears throat> which isn't necessarily a bad thing in most movies, but very particularly in the Saw franchise. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, now that being said, I'm gonna I'm I, we're going way out of order here. I'm just gonna give my my general thoughts here. I liked this movie. I've had 24 hours or so to think about it. 
I know that when we first came out of it last night, we were both very on the fence about it. I, I, I'm, I'm going to put this movie in a green light. I will not put it in a red light. It's on par with the later Saw movies, which none of them really lived up to like the first three or four. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, they didn't. But this one fits comfortably in that second half of the series. Um, honestly, I thought Jigsaw was a bit of a throwaway movie itself as well because it was shoehorned in. Like the, the Jigsaw had no... Even I got to be honest, I need to rewatch Jigsaw. Because okay. I've only ever seen it the one time. I, I've seen it... Well, no, no, you've seen it twice because we saw it in theaters and then we rewatched it for the show. No, we saw it, no, no, we, we saw it we, in theaters. We watched we? Oh, it geez, in theaters right, and right. then did it for the show. You're right. I've, I, I've definitely rewatched it once since then because I own it. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah, I've definitely rewatched it once. It's it's just a throwaway movie. They shoehorn uh, Tobin Bell's character back into it. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't... It, it adds nothing to the story. It really, it's a prequel of sorts. Like yeah. it just doesn't really add anything to the story. Yeah. Saw 3D was the true ending of that first run. Mm-hmm. Jigsaw is just kind of a throwaway movie. And I would I you th- say it's like a cash grab sort of. Or? It absolutely was. Yeah. I would say that that Spiral is a better movie than Jigsaw. Absolutely, hands down. Again, I haven't watched Jigsaw in a long time. So I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that right now, uh, and I do have to I I got to be honest for two reasons because you know being honest is good sure but also because you were sitting right next to me and you heard what I said right when this movie got over yeah and you would call me out on it if I didn't admit <laughs> it on the show I said as soon as this movie ended I go well that sucked yeah <laughs> and I don't say that about movies I don't. I do not like I'm I'm usually I'm usually the first person to when everybody's uh, when everybody else says a movie sucks I'm the first person to find things about sure. it that are redeeming okay. so that I can so that I can fight it out with them right Sure so okay so you've had 24 hours though to sit on it <clears throat> and think about it and whatever Right do you are you still in that same camp Um cuz initial reactions are one thing you know Right, letting it live with you was a different. Well, thing. and I was also, I was also being, you know, slightly hyperbolic. It didn't suck, but it didn't. It was trying to be too. It was trying to be too many things, and it couldn't figure out which direction it wanted to go. And I felt like in, in trying to figure it out, and with its, it's it had kind of a short runtime. I thought it was like one thirty, one thirty three. It's an hour and a half. Yeah, I feel like. Um, I feel like this movie could have actually stood to be like twenty minutes longer. Well, there because, was because because they they just were they were rushing from scene to scene so fast. Yep. And one of the things that I love about the other uh, Saw movies are they marinated a lot. Well, a lot of them take place in in um, not necessarily like you know obviously the original Saw takes place mostly in one room, mm-hmm. so you really get to know that room. Which is why Saw was so brilliant. It was like, how can we? We've got one point two million dollars to work with. How can we make a movie where two guys are stuck in a room and we make it interesting still? Right. Yeah, if you haven't seen the first Saw in a while, rewatch it. Yeah. It's it it's is amazing. it's a it's a masterclass of independent filmmaking. Right. It really is. Um. Maybe not independent, but low budget. Film. Yeah. Yeah. And and in subsequent Saw movies, even if they were going from like room to room you were still kind of within the same setting like in uh was it two was was two the one with the um like the factory with angus mcfadden 
Yeah, with the the box. Um, that was the one where the box, like the the person, was in the box at the end. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he he was still he was going from room to room, but he was still within the same building. So like the the feel of the setting never changed. Right. Yeah. Um. That. That's but the this thing. was Even this the- movie. It, it wanted to be a cop drama, and it also wanted to be a saw movie. And in trying to balance out both of those things, it felt like neither. Like the, this did not traps, feel like this did not feel like a saw movie. No, to the, me. the thing about the saw movies is that the traps always felt like there were stakes involved, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was like heavy stakes for the person oh, involved. Oh, wait, hold on. This I'm, movie did not sorry, have just to correct myself real quick, Saw Two, I think, was the one where the people were in the house. Was that two? Yeah. I thought the Donnie Wahlberg one was two. Yeah. Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg, his his kid gets kidnapped, and yeah, the he's box. one of the he's people. In the box, though the kid the kid is in the box. That's oh, he's been in, in the, the room with in the safe. In the safe. Yeah, yeah no, sorry. Yeah, I thought you were talking about because in three. Oh, what's in the box? <laughs> you're t- I thought you were talking about because in three, Angus McFadden's character wakes up inside of a crate up on a forklift. You're right. I thought you were right. talking about that box. Nope, you're right. Um, but again, yeah, Saw Two mostly takes place. You got two settings. You've got uh, Donnie Wahlberg and 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 uh, um, and Jigsaw in Jigsaw's lair, and then you have the people in the house. Yeah, you're splitting your time between those two locations, so you really get to know those locations, and it feels it's more very like intimate. Right? Yeah, it feels more intimate. This was like it was everywhere it was all over the place well, they you, were wanted... in, you were in several different apartments you were in like a crackhead's house you yeah. were down in the fucking subway speaking you of were what's in, the, in the box you were in the metro police uh, department like there's just it was too much like they were just it it felt like it felt like 30 30 different disjointed scenes tied together with one l- sort of loose shabby narrative yeah like speaking of me. like i said what's in the box they wanted this movie to be seven they did. Like this was, it was it, but it's it's funny though. I see they wanted it to make a movie that was very much like Seven in tone. It feels like that. Being said, I don't think that it felt like Seven no. as much as other people were saying that it did. No, yeah. But I but I do understand the idea. Seven is so like dark and gritty. But and... I do understand the idea of them taking um, hints from that though, because it did for sure. Because it did. But those are two. They're two like. It's funny because even though Seven is sort of spiritually like a like akin to Saw in a yeah, way, it definitely is because you've got this person who's got this uh, like extreme He's forcing people e- this to do things. extreme yeah. ideology who is like you know who is inflicting their ideology on on innocent people. Mm-hmm. They're they are remarkably the same in in that aspect. But the two are very different feeling, you know? They like, are. I feel Seven is one of those movies that I think perfectly balances out the cop drama with the horror aspects. Well, Seven is a perfect movie. Well, it's one of, yeah, it's a it's, perfect it's movie. It's one of... It's amazing. Yeah, it, it's, it's, um, it's incredible. And I feel like even... I feel like in the Saw franchise, they've managed to do that exact thing balance out the cop drama with the horror aspects better than they did in this movie well one of the things i was saying before um is that the the traps and whatnot and the situations in a lot of the original saw movies and this is almost even throughout the entire series up until saw 3d you always felt like there were stakes involved Mm -hmm. right this movie didn't feel like there was any stakes right it just felt like you were watching someone get murdered 
Like it was more like a exactly. slasher movie than it was a Saw movie. Right. Um, which to me just doesn't, that takes the lifeblood out of what it's supposed to be. You know? Because, because John Kramer's, John Kramer's traps were always like, even though he was, even though, like, you had a hard, you had, a, he made it, he made it possible for the, the audience to have a hard time deciding who they sided with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause you're like, he's, He's genuinely offering these people a chance to live if they just Repent. sacrifice something, yeah. right? Um, and you kind of like, you can kind of get on board with his way of thinking. Yeah, you're like, fuck these people, make them suffer. Right. I don't want to see them die, but make them suffer a little bit. But there was something about the traps in this movie that felt like, uh, it's not that it's not that they were inescapable. It's just like. I don't, there was well, some of them kind of were like there was the again spo- heavy spoilers. Yeah, there was excuse me. There was the trap where the guy um, the finger trap. He's the finger trap. Yeah. yeah, like that one doesn't make sense to me because so the, the, to, to set the stage here, you have a guy that's in a pool of water and he has his fingers basically all in ten Chinese finger traps. Is yeah. basically what they were. Yeah, can't get his fingers out because of how those traps works. And his fingers are being pulled by a pulley system underneath like a bar. And basically the idea is that his fingers are all going to get ripped off because he pulled a gun and shot an innocent person. So he'll never no, be able to... No, wasn't no. That, that was him. No, he'll never that be was, able to pull the trigger again. No, that was the glass guy. No, it wasn't. Because the whole point was you'll never be able to pull a trigger again. He's ripping his fingers off because he shot a guy at the, the stop. That was him. The guy who shot the... The the guy the guy who was Chris Rock's partner. I'm not talking about Chris Rock's partner. Oh. Oh, oh, he shot the okay, he shot yeah. the guy in the car. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. He basically it was a it was a he pulled the guy over for a traffic stop and the guy disrespected him and get, flipped him off. So, and so he shot him. Yeah. So the whole idea is that you'll never be able to shoot an innocent person again. Right. Come ripping yeah, your fingers yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So the pool he's in though, if he didn't get his fingers ripped off in a certain amount of time, the pool would fill up and touch the copper wires that are electrified and he would die anyway. Yeah. The thing is this though, he stopped <clears throat> for like five seconds and then that's it, right? That's the only like five that like five seconds is the only time that he stopped the crank from pulling his fingers under. Mm. He wouldn't have been able to get out of there regardless. Like so, the thing about the original jigsaw is that there's always a way out. Like you can absolutely get out of it. Right. This particular trap, you couldn't have gotten out of. I think. Uh, I think if if he had never because essentially like he had to keep his jaw closed. Yeah. To complete the circuit to operate the machine that would pull his fingers off. I think if he had not stopped, he would have had maybe a couple seconds left to jump a, out of the pool. But a couple of seconds when your fingers are ripped off, like you're not going to get out of there. But again, now that I'm thinking about this, so you and I were we were talking about the the tongue trap in the beginning. Yeah. Those those chains that he was attached to were fixed to the roof above him or to the ceiling above him. He could have just I mean they're heavy duty chains. He could have just reached up and grabbed the chains and tried to climb up. Yeah, this was the opening scene of the movie. If you uh, if you if you still not seen the movie and you're still listening to this, I don't know why you are. Yeah, uh, this whole scene's actually online. You can watch yeah. it. You should. Um, you should. You should know what we're talking about though. It's because probably you one of the most brutal kills in the entire movie. They open with it. It's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. There was another scene. So apparently this movie got sent to the MPAA 11 times mm-hmm. before they finally got an R rating. Yeah. There was an entire sequence of a guy that literally got the entire front of his face cut off. And the thing is, is I don't know that what didn't... character that would have possibly been, which makes me wonder if they cut an entire character story out of this movie. Huh. They would have had to. Because if that entire scene had to get cut and they can't show that character die then everything that would have led up to it, they had to cut as well. Yeah. So it's very possible they want... This movie was originally supposed to be like an hour 45. I don't really understand. Why not just... Because to to go to a rated R movie, you have to be what? Over 18? Over 18, yeah. What's well, or, or with a Guardian. So what's NC-17? No children whatsoever. Even with your, even if you're with an adult, you can't get in. What's, what's considered a child? anything under 17 i mean so they're so to go after an r rating they're banking on people bringing their children to this movie those movies just typically if you rate something unrated or nc-17 your box office just drops off most people just won't go to it an r rating might as well be the pg-13 that we grew up with. most people you think wouldn't go to it no well i think that the they think that they won't that's i think that the mpaa is still run by crotchety old men and women. Yeah. And they don't really I think people know should, the way things work. I think I think people should just go for it. Just go for the NC-17. Uh, Adam Green's Hatchet 2 was unrated. It was released in theaters. And when they started and, promoting the fact that it was unrated, it got pulled from theaters and it tanked. Really? It got pulled within the first 24 hours. How can they do that? AMC, AMC told them that they would release it. And then they started promoting it, and because they promoted it as unrated, that reflected badly upon the theaters, and the theater yanked it. That's bullshit, dude. Say what you will. No, I know. It's what it I is. I know. I I get it. Yeah. I so get, they can't do it. I get you why they to. do it. It's just that's bullshit. Yeah, you just you just you just can't. You have to have an R rating. That's so stupid. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, we've. Oh, all... so it, it's fine. It's it, that's just how this conversation is going to go tonight. Fair, Don't worry about fair, it. Fair. Fair. I, listen, we're. Anybody who is still here right now has seen the movie. That's true. Probably not, but and we if, hope so. And if they haven't, then I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't care you. about. I don't <laughs> care how this conversation is going because this is. It's like it's like we're talking to people who have already seen it. Sure. So let's sure. just talk. So um, what we uh the 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 traps the inis- the inescapable traps that that because I said why didn't that guy just pull himself up on the chains. Likewise, the guy who was in the pool, he had a lot of slack on those finger things. At first, yeah. Before and and eventually it pulled him over and and then those like crossbars were holding his arms down. Yeah. When he still had slack on those chains, he could have just hopped out of the pool and rolled That's onto the platform f- in front of him. Again, I say for the same thing as the the pulling yourself up by the train things. You say that as an outsider looking in, if you're in that position, you have no idea what's going on and there's moving parts around you. By the time you think to do that, it's probably too late. I think that, I think the first thing that I, if (laughs) I think your first reaction, if somebody said, Hey, if that water gets high enough, you're going to be electrocuted to death. Your first reaction would be, okay, how can I get out of the water? Well, maybe. Then I'll worry about my fingers. Maybe. But how can I get out of my, how can, because, if you got out of the water and then, you know, it just des- it decided that you had broken the rules and you- it was going to pull your fingers off anyway, at least you're out of the water. Fair. 
That's a fair point. I just don't think that it, you're going to think of that right away. That's all. I, I, I see. That's the kind of shit that I don't want to. I don't want. I'm going to set you I up in a saw trap. I'm going to see want how you a, feel. No, but here's the thing. <laughs> I don't want a saw movie. I don't want a, a copycat of Jigsaw banking on the idea that somebody's not going to have that thought. Like all of John Kramer's amazingly engineered traps were virtually inescapable yeah. in every possible way unless you did the thing that he said you could do to save your life. But this was also not John Kramer. I get that. But then how, did, so, but then how did he have the expertise and to set so, all this shit okay, up? Okay, right? so let's get into that for yeah. Let's get into that. So this is called Spiral from the Book of Saw, right? Yeah. Um, there's a few different kind of, I'm not going to say schools of thought. I haven't read up on this, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't know the opinions of a lot of people on this movie because I really didn't want to know the opinions of a lot of people. So I actually did, just real quickly, yeah. I did read and watch a, a couple of different reviews because oh. I kind of wanted to see what the general consensus was. Almost everybody... That I watched at least gave it favorable reviews. Okay. okay, almost everybody. That's not what I'm getting at, though. Oh, okay. I, there's like s- schools of thought on what's going on here. Oh, um, you mean okay? Sorry. Well, so the last couple Saw movies left us with some unanswered questions. Correct. And also alluded to s- certain things, like perhaps there is like a, um, like a um sort of a brotherhood of disciples of John Kramer's. Jigsaw in particular set that up. Right. Yeah. Was it Jigsaw in particular? It was Jigsaw, yeah. We're at the... Was it Jigsaw or 3D? No, it was 3D. Was it 3D? It was 3D. Okay. Because at the end, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery's dude gets away. His character gets away, but then he gets attacked by like four or five people dressed in pig masks, and then... Carrie Elwes, Dr. Gordon, rips the pig mask off. God, this fucking series is so good. I think I'm getting this. I think I'm getting this right. I don't know for sure. But yeah, so that would suggest that there's like a... Because they were having that, uh, they were having that like support group for people who had survived jigsaw Mm -hmm. traps. Mm -hmm. And it was obvious that there were some people who understood what jigsaw was trying to do and were actually thankful to him for the like the reform that they had in their lives uh, because of what they had gone through, right? Yeah. So it suggests that there are, like, uh, people who now kind of live by that same, by that same sort of ideology that, like, you can reform people by putting these, putting them in these perilous... um, the main guy Perilous. in this movie feels like he could be absolutely within that group. Right. He does. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm not so when we got done with this movie last night, I, I am just gonna say flat out, like for the first installment back in f- what what has it been? Four years, five years? Uh five, yeah. For the first installment back. No, four years. Four years. My hopes were so high. And I was, I felt, I felt a little let down, but I am excited to see where they're going to take it. Yeah. So I, I agree. Like I was very let down too by it when we first got out of it. It was not exactly what I wanted. I felt like, as, as we said before, I felt this, the, the traps just didn't have a lot of stakes in it. The, the fact that there was no big bad 
One of the things that is so awesome about the rest of the series is that you know who the bad guy is, right? Mm -hmm. Whether John Kramer was alive or not, you know who the bad guy is. Like, you know, there's a face that you can put to it. Right. Um, And the the fucking clip we played at the beginning of the show, Mm -hmm. that new voice that is in, that is in the... I want to play a game. Like Oof. it's so fucking it's so bad. bad. I actually, I actually made something yeah. to compare the original. I want to play a game okay. to the new one. All right, let's hear and it. And I want to play them back to back, and just to hear how ridiculous it is. <laughs> and the and the and the problem is that the new voice is not explained. Now they're probably saving that for another movie, sure. sure. But for a movie on its own, it's a disembodied voice that doesn't make sense, and it. Is, and it just sounds bad. Like it's just not yeah. a good sounding yeah. voice. Yeah, so I'm gonna really play terrible. these two back to back and then we'll discuss. Okay. I wanna play a game. Your life is a lie. Now comes your moment of truth. Hello, Detective Boswick. I want to play a game. The three train is arriving in two minutes. It is up to you to decide if this will be your final stop. Like how is that even comparable? It's not. It just and and the fact that they didn't try to even hint at who the voice could be in this movie, yeah, is frustrating <clears throat> because I, I feel like the reason that the original one worked because you know who's saying it because John Kramer's character was so believably creepy. Well, that like, but the I just I don't know. But they actually. Do you know what do you know what saw movie you pulled that first clip it, from? Yeah, that was from the guy that has to push his face through the knives. I forget what movie it was from, to be mm, honest with you. No. But. No, because when that happened, John Kramer was actually saying it to him in person. No, he, he there well, there's a whole like a flashback scene with it. Yeah, the but, whole thing's cut together kind of weird. Yeah, but it wasn't the distorted well, voice. It does it, it doesn't matter. It's it does matter though. It does because it wouldn't be the voice from the tapes. John Kramer's voice when he was using the tapes was distorted. His voice... Yeah, that one that I just showed you was distorted, so that was from a tape. That was not John Kramer in person. Well, the scene where he's telling the guy to push the knives, his face through the knives, he's doing it in person because it was his very first victim. Maybe the video that I pulled it from was superimposed. Whatever. James. You're screwing this up, Mike. I, how am I screwing this up? <laughs> well, because my point is they... They still use the 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 um the jigsaw esque voice yeah in a c- couple of the movies, but the voice was actually a distorted Costas Mandalore voice, Hoffman yeah. So that was jigsaw though. Okay, that one was for sure jigsaw. All right. Um. So yeah, but <laughs> going back to the terrible, <laughs> it just uh, it it's there's nothing intimidating about no. it. No, you hear you you hear it and you almost like. Want to like chuckle? You're, you want to laugh? Yeah, yeah. That it, was my it, first reaction when nothing that guy's terrifying being, about it. The guy's strung up by his tongue, which is a fucking terrible thought. Yeah. And then you just hear, "Hello, Detective Bostwick. I want to play a game <laughs> where was, you fucking, you know, you're strung up by your tongue there, and you got." <laughs> is he Canadian? <laughs> yeah. It might <laughs> as well Minnesota. be. Might as it, well be. Like it just didn't sound intimidating at all. It sounded so stupid. Yeah, it would be like um. Like Freddy Krueger in that very famous scene, like "Welcome to Prime Time, bitch!" Hey, like, fucking <laughs> welcome to Prime Time, bitch! <laughs> like it, it just doesn't have the same oomph to it. Yeah. And the thing is this: like one of the things that I said that we were going to talk about, which I still we still need to talk about the beer, by yeah. the way. 
But one of the things that I said I was going to talk about was uh, Bowsman's ideas for upcoming movies. So yeah. he was ta- when and when asked what his what his thoughts on where the you know where the franchise could go, you know, what they what he plans on doing because from the sound of it he I feel like he wants to be around for a while. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty awesome, I guess. Like, I'm okay with Darren Bowsman. I like Darren Bowsman. Oh, I yeah. feel like this movie wasn't completely within his hands, though. Like, because it didn't feel like the original Darren Bowsman movies, to me, at least. Like, it kind of felt like he was so working he d- within he directed, a system that... uh, what, two, three, and four, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... It just it just felt like he might have not had complete control in this movie, being that there's a lot of really heavy handed hands in the pot. Well, I mean, when you know? you're when you're executive producer, and here's the thing, a huge like I, I'll say this, a huge thank you to Chris Rock. For this movie wouldn't the, the for, franchise for wouldn't have existed the fra- yeah. because I I love the Saw franchise. Like you you brought it back to life, you yeah. revived oh, yeah. it, and if they and granted, I didn't find this first one all that uh appealing uh, yeah engaging i I found it underwhelming we'll say to 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 kind of put it lightly but you can take you can take this in some really cool directions Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but (laughs) i feel yeah i know um (laughs) i feel like uh i feel like you're right like there was there was probably some you know chris rock a huge thank you to him for bringing this back, but also he's the executive producer. This is sort of his brainchild. Like this is his this, passion this was project. His idea. I think it's cool that this is his passion project because, like, of all people to be a huge Saw fan and to be their passion project, Chris Rock was the last person I would have thought for it. He saw a Lionsgate executive at a wedding, and goes up to him, to him and goes up to him and goes you guys own saw don't you wouldn't it be cool if you put like just a little bit of humor in it like just a hair like have a character that isn't so dark and gloomy the entire time that was like his original pitch and then the rest of the the rest of it came after that which and see i don't fucking like that pitch dude like i it don't doesn't doesn't need it i don't uh i didn't hate here's the thing what he brought to the table the first film. the first scene before we get there, sorry, we're, we're jumping. We're, we're jumping. Yeah. We'll get back to Chris Rock. We were talking about Darren Bowsman and what oh. and what his plans for the sequel, sure, for the, sure, for the sure. franchise yeah. were. Sorry, I just want to keep us on track a little no, bit. No, fuck you. Um, Darren Bowsman said in an interview, he goes, I have found a renewed interest in the Saw universe. Uh, he goes, I think there's a lot more to tell and there's a lot more I'd want to tell. Just because Spiral exists does not mean there will never be a Saw 9. This is a diversion. This is a different path. You're not done seeing Tobin Bell at all. Oh. So he's planning on bringing Tobin Bell back. See, now that. What I think will happen, if this is interest. successful, you'll see Spiral 2, and then you'll see Saw 9, and then you'll see Spiral 3, and then you'll see Saw 10. You might uh, you might see a TV series, so I think there's... Uh, you'll be seeing the Marvel verse of the Saw franchise, where there are different storylines taking place, and I think that's what it's going to be. Okay, see now that I can get behind. Yes. So this is so this is a spinoff in a way. Well, yeah, we knew that going into it. Well, I mean, we 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 literally said this was a spinoff <laughs> on the show. <laughs> it's not. I mean, did we? Yes. I don't, I don't remember that. Yes. I don't remember that. But like, um, 
I mean, it makes sense because, you know, spiral, spinning, spinoff. Sure. Uh, but it's a, it is a direct continuation of the story in a sense. Because what? Oh, you need one. Give me a, give me an O'Fallon, O'Feller. O'Fallons. We need to talk about yeah, the beer yeah, yeah. still. Um, it is. It's a direct continuation of the story. Well, it's not a direct continuation. It just takes place in the same universe. The only, sorry, I'm not even talking into my mic here. The only thing that connects these two franchises right now, because I consider this sort of part of a new franchise, honestly. Um, or at least a new, a new uh, yeah. storyline yeah. is the fact that they do mention John Kramer in the beginning of the movie. Okay, I'm, I'll say and this. And his murders, I'll say this though. It. There has to be, if there's not some direct involvement with somebody who was originally part of the like uh, part of John Kramer's scheme. Yeah. The copycats have to be well read well learned like they need to really know their shit about john John kramer and that's why i kind of like the idea of like a cult almost that's what i'm saying he could be part of that cult we just don't know it this movie so when when we finished this movie yesterday the first thing that i said to you is i'm not ready to pass judgment on this movie yet because just like with all the other saw movies we as fans of the series Mm -hmm. we know that what you see is not what you get. Like we know that. I, under- so I, feel I understand like that. We will appreciate this movie more in the future once the story's fleshed out, and we're going to go back to this movie, and things could tie in in ways we never thought of. I think and you're. We'll be like, this movie was genius. I think you're probably. <laughs> I think you're probably right. But that being said, every installment of the Saw series that I went to see in theaters, I never left the theater going. I don't know how I feel about this movie until I see the next one. That's fair. I'll and, give you that. And that's exactly that. how I feel about this movie. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, a completely I'm, fair... I'm looking forward to the next installment, but until then, my my view of this movie is unfavorable. Yeah, I'm so not gonna mine's... say I'm not I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna renege on, on what I said a little bit last night. I'm not gonna straight out say straight out say that this movie sucked. Sure. Because I have been thinking about it a lot more in the past 24 hours. And there's there's more to it. There's more strings that I've kind of followed mentally that makes me think that they've got something that they can really build on here. But that's that's not enough for me to say that it was a good movie. Like I like a like a a good foundation, maybe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But a good movie in and of itself. Not really. I think that, like, again, I think that being that we liked the entire rest of the series, at least to a certain degree, I don't consider this any less than any of those personally. So I guess I liked it more than you. Um, maybe yeah, it was, know. maybe it was because it, let's, let's be fair here. Cause, you know, we've said on the show before that we're Saw apologists mm-hmm. of the whole series. Like, once you get into like Saw, it's like five, Saw five, five, plus. five six, seven. There are a lot of aspects of those three movies that are dog shit. Sure. But that to me was a product of them trying to shit one out every single year. Right. But there's enough there's enough of the like the kind of twisting web work that that uh that connects them to the other parts of the series that makes us appreciate them. Sure. Because they have those little Easter eggs that we can Because well without them the story is not complete. Right. So they kind of have. So to be that's there. so that's why like saw five six seven to me, uh, I, I although they're probably not better movies than this, I appreciate sure. them more because of what they are as 
as far as their involvement with the story. Sure, no, in I, the previous four movies, I totally get that. So this movie, I don't think that it's a great movie right now, but like you said, when uh, when Spiral two and three and four comes out and they start kind of intertwining everything, I might look back on this one and think, "Oh shit!" Like exactly. they were really setting this thing up. Exactly. Um. So let's get into uh, what we couldn't talk about before. Uh, the name of the beer this week is O'Fallon's Dad's Oatmeal Stout, original oatmeal stout. Right. Uh, the reason that we didn't want to say that before is because the whole dads thing kind of gives away a big plot point of the movie. Yeah. Uh, this is a movie about the sins of the fathers, or or not, or the sacrifices of the fathers, I guess you could say. But it's a movie about fathers, is the point. Uh, it's is a the little point bit there. of both, actually. Yeah, yeah. The sins of one father and the, I guess, the the sacrifices of another father. Well, yeah, he, he, was going, he was going to sacrifice it all to go on the stand to... Uh, and then ulti- ultimately, ultimately pay yeah, the price. Yeah. Um, so the, the whole point of this is that Chris Rock's character, Zeke, uh, he had a partner who basically killed a guy in cold blood to save the face of a dirty cop uh, because Chris Rock was the only good dude on the force, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father, um, what was his father's name? Marcus, played Marcus by Samuel Banks, Jackson, yeah. uh, basically was the captain for the longest time, was super revered and this and that, but it turns out that Marcus was kind of a shitbag himself. He put forth this thing called, uh, was it Order? Article 8. Article 8, which, do we even know what Article 8 is? I uh, have thought about this. In, like, in the confines of the movie? Yes. Um, Because they don't really explain it that much. It sounded to me like it was, it was essentially giving, it was essentially giving cops the, the go-ahead to, kind of deal out street justice so here's my thought to clean the streets up i don't know how this works in the timeline of the movies but is it possible that article eight could have been an article that was that was um that was passed in in the precinct for all the cops to follow but it was based off of the law of john kramer like Um, is is it possible this could come out in later movies that sam jackson's character was sympathetic towards what John Kramer was doing, and Article Eight was sort was of his like way of doing cleaning, it through the system, cleaning up the scum of the. Oh, that, I kind of had that thought because they don't really go into what Article Eight even is. I feel like this is going to be one of those things that's well, going to come back. Article Eight is a real thing. If you want me to, oh, please do. Um, it's in the Constitution, Article Eight, right to effective judiciary. Everyone has the right to an effective remedy. By the competent national tribunals for acts violating the fundamental rights granted him by the Constitution or by law. So that sounds to me like what Jigsaw was doing the entire time. Everyone has a right to an effective remedy by the competent national tribunals. So it's it's almost like they're saying that the way they were enacting Article Eight in the movie was it was kind of a bastardization of this article of the yeah. Constitution. But John they Kramer's... Were, they were playing judge, jury, and executioner, which is what John exact... Kramer was doing, That's what I'm too. Saying. Is it possible that, that could come back so that Whoa. Sam Jackson's character could be so much more deeper into this than we ever thought? Yeah. So like, we, we, both, we both didn't care for Sam Jackson's acting because it was very difficult to differentiate him from all of his other roles but i feel like his character himself could end up becoming deeper it wasn't i might not mind it as much honestly it wasn't sam jackson's acting 
so much. Well, see, for I thought me, like the fact for me it was more him than Chris Rock. The fact that he dropped a "Would you talk about Willis?" Oh, yeah. was really bad. Well, that and the whole motherfucker. And then thing, the like, you won't play games, motherfucker. Like that's it was just like writing. so like you put that in there just because it's Sam Jackson yeah. and you like unless you, he unless he said unless that was a Sam Jackson thing where he was like I gotta have my line in it <laughs> and then whatever fine he's Sam Jackson let it's him like, do what he like, wants but like it's like with um uh fucking Fred Williamson he has to be smoking a cigar in every single one of his movies <laughs> it's literally part of it he did it on ours he has to be doing it <laughs> so funny why it's because because it's that's him that's like, his that's his persona that's what I, he's known for I feel like that's Brad Pitt and eating. <laughs> Brad Pitt eats in all of his movies. He does like tons of scenes. He's always he's always chomping on something. Um, I, th- I and I actually think that's cool. If like um, I do think that's cool if an actor has like a little thing that they yeah, always do. But if it takes, but if it if it works against. But with Sam Jackson's, if that's his thing, it's so fu- like yeah, it kind of works against the it kind of works against the image of Saw. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Another thing that I didn't think worked is that they kind of had this, they bookended the movie with this like, this hip hop soundtrack that I thought just didn't fit within the Saw universe. Yeah. The original Saw movies were like, they were, they were like, like a Nine Inch Nails from the 90s music video, right? It was yeah. just very like dark, clanky kind of like just industrial feel to the entire movie. Well, and the score that went with it had that, yeah, like it, it, the yeah. score in particular had that very industrial feel to it. Yeah, and and, and I don't have anything against like hip hop and whatever. Like it's just this movie, it, it just felt out of place. Like yeah. maybe in the beginning when they're introducing Chris Rock's character, you know, it fit because there was more him, you know, like I can sort of understand that. But the very because well, he was undercover as exactly. a as a um like a like yeah a, it's character building at that point yeah like as a member of this like group of people who were carrying out a heist in a in a yeah in a, in a which uh, which which don't even get me started how how that whole undercover thing makes no fucking sense he's the son of the fucking police chief like the highest profile dude and he's undercover in the same city <laughs> that doesn't make any sense yeah, those are the dumbest criminals in the world they don't know who he is is all i'm saying that if i can just like if i can diverge just for a second his the way they started the movie the dialogue in the beginning uh like the way like he was the force gump the way he was kind of like was hilarious yeah the way he was, was kind of so like good. and if that was the kind of comedy he would have brought to the role and granted he didn't bring a ton of comedy to the no. role but like it was that quip that quippy sort of like really just raw kind of conversation that he was having with those dudes you know like just like he was ta- he was essentially ha- like having this conversation about how you can't ha- you can't talk about this stuff anymore sure because people get offended by it yep while at the very same time he's putting on a mask so that he can break into the room of some junkie and steal all of his money. Yeah. It's like this weird juxtaposition oh, about how he's talking great. about how you can't say these bad things anymore. And at the same time, he's going to do something terrible. But he's also an undercover cop. Yeah. Like he, al- he also illustrated very, very clearly <clears throat> that Forrest Gump was a special needs guy. And Jenny... Only went back to him when she had AIDS. <laughs> and you know what? He's fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. I, I actually laughed. I'm thinking audibly at the screen when that was going on. Um, but it was, there was that. And then there was the whole uh, 
uh, wife cheating on you thing that he was talking about with the new partner, with yeah. his new partner, which I thought was hysterical as well. Mm. But it wasn't like funny didn't fit. It was funny fit because that was even, his character. It wasn't even hysterical. It was almost like the sort of the sad reality <laughs> yeah, yeah. of of it uh, was but it was detective funny detective work in like in a in a big city. Yeah, but it but it was funny and it didn't feel out of place and in it, the story they were telling. It felt natural. That part of it, didn't. it felt natural. In those scenes the way Chris Rock was <clears throat> talking and delivering his lines felt natural but then once they started to get into the actual investigation of what was going on with this you know perceived copycat of of jigsaw his acting became like real wooden and and kind of kind of corny you expect it to go from like up high being happy and jovial right and Mm -hmm. then as the movie progresses his character is supposed to sink lower into his lowest point right the problem was that on his that descent down towards the end of the movie he chris rock he just comes off because it's his natural character like we were talking about earlier it's his natural character he can't not sound like chris rock yeah. and it and it kind of spikes in his character a little bit right well it's almost like he and, it, kn- and it's distracting it's almost a like bit. he knows it too because the delivery of some of his lines was like so it was like he was forcing himself to sound more serious and more dramatic than yeah. what he's capable of sure which was really distracting. Well, and and what we're talking about with this whole descent into like the darkness, mm-hmm. it, go, it goes from a lighthearted sort, not lighthearted, but you know what I mean? Like a more upbeat kind of movie at the mm-hmm. beginning to where it ends. This is what I was talking about, that soundtrack, right? So it starts with like this kind of like hip hop kind of soundtrack or whatever with Chris Rock or whatever. Like it works because of it, the, the scene is set and everything fits and works, right? Sure. Towards the end of the movie, though, you have Chris Rock at his absolute lowest in the entire movie, and then the, it cuts super abruptly at the end of the movie, right into the same type of hip hop song that started that started the movie. Yeah, it it doesn't work. It, it jumps you out of where you were into a completely different like mindset. Yeah, it just it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. What happened to the Saw theme that they would play at the end of every movie? Yeah, play called, that. It's called Hello Zap. Play that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think fuck? no. It, Why would the, you change that? No, the song at the end. I, I I keep forgetting to look it up. The song at the end was actually "Hello Zep," but it was somebody rapping over it. And oh, I, was it? I really? think it was. I think it was Tech Nine, if I'm not well, mistaken. Okay, if that's the case. Then even if the, even if that was the case, it didn't work. No, it all didn't, I'm saying it, it didn't it just, work. Yeah, it just didn't fit. Um, we there's there's so much of this get, movie we didn't even get, get talk into, about. Get into the cast real quick. Oh, I mean, shit. Okay, we're at the end of the end of the episode here, but <laughs> are um, we really? How far yeah, in are we? We're an hour and fifty minutes into it. Yeah, we took a couple breaks. So. Eh, no, no, I we're editing real time. Remember? Oh, for fuck's sake! All right, well, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, no, no. You have you have Zeke, Chris Rock, uh, Marcus is his father. You have uh, fucking. We didn't even talk about the new detective. Yeah. He's the biggest part of the whole fucking movie. I think we got. I think we got too much. Too much caught. Too caught up on our feelings about the movie. We did, which you know, is we, fine. We don't. I mean, just because we're a spoiler podcast doesn't mean we have to spoil everything. Got to give it all away. Um. Yeah. Zeke, Chris Rock's character, has a new partner. Right. Very, very much like uh, Seven. Actually, this mm-hmm. is kind of where the Seven parallels happen. Uh, very much like that. It also has a very lethal weapon type <laughs> storyline to it i mentioned to you while we were watching it <laughs> chris chris rock was actually in one of the lethal he weapons was in four. wasn't he? Yeah. he was in four i think yeah 
Um, anyway, though, uh, yeah. So Detective William Schenk is the uh, the new detective partner of Chris Rock. Right. So he's kind of following him along or whatever, kind of like being treated the way that a new you know a new partner is treated. Um, how spoilery do we want to get here? Just go for it, buddy. Just go for it. Yeah. Okay, fine. He's the killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just not set up great. Like I, I know why they set it up the way they did it. It's fine. His father. This is what we're talking about. This is a very dad-heavy movie, right? Dads, the, yeah. movie, the beer. His dad was killed by Chris Rock's old character. He was the guy that Chris Rock's uh, oh, his partner, old partner, his partner yeah. killed to save the dirty cop. Which I that that partner. Did you notice the weird? I I don't even want to call it de aging. They did with nope. that character. You didn't notice what they did. So when he went to talk to Pete. At the church when they were doing the 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 uh, support group, you didn't notice the differences in appearance between him and the flashback of him. Not anything like digitally or anything. No, it was. Fucking... It might have been the waves and the screen we were watching. No, on. <laughs> it was bizarre, dude. It was like so when you saw Pete in the in the church, he looked like a totally different. He he looked like a a normal guy. He looked like the actor. The the version of him in those flashbacks looked nothing like that actor. It looked like a weird mix between like Dayton Callie and and Mickey Rourke. <laughs> it was that's bizarre a, that's looking. A sight. It was it was weird looking, I, and, I, and it didn't even look like de aging. It li- literally it literally looked like a different person. No, and I didn't see, I, understand I didn't, it. I didn't get that at all. Oh, it was it was bizarre. I I don't I don't see how you didn't see that. It was so weird. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, so. Uh, sorry, what were you saying before I so oh, no, I rudely going, interrupted no, you? No, you, you just wanted me to go through the cast. I was just kind of going through that. Like, you had the the new detective who ends up being the killer. Like, he ends up being the guy orchestrating it all, setting Chris Rock up. Um, Which became not, not pretty in, obvious. Like, Yeah, like, it wasn't... We had theories while watching the movie. We were kind of hypothesizing about how they could have done this better. And I will so say this. Ways. At first, I thought it was maybe the captain. Captain Angie Garza, played by Marisol Nichols. And by the way, I was telling you earlier that I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, I'll bring it up on the show. Marisol, oh. Fine. Yes, she's super fine. And she, uh, something that I found out about her, have you ever watched Vegas Vacation? Yeah. She's Audrey Griswold. In Vegas no. Vacation, yeah, no, that was her. That was the like daughter? her. Yeah, that was like her breakout role. Rusty won a car, daughter. Yes. <laughs> what? And I remember watching Vegas Vacation when I was younger, and Audrey had never been a babe in any of the vacation movies. Yeah, I mean Juliette Lewis is kind of a babe. Uh, yeah, um, true. But I remember seeing Vegas Vacation, and going, "Oh, this chick is a babe," <laughs> and it's her. It's crazy. Wow. It, it's and because I I looked her up earlier because I was you know doing quote unquote research for the show and <laughs> and I realized yeah, yeah, that James. I realized who she was. That's crazy. The what? Never, never in a million years would I have expected that to be. She's her. aged. the The years have been kind to her. She's still a babe. I give you that. Give um, that. there was a time in the movie where I thought maybe it was her. No, whatever. Um. Because I actually felt like the recorded voice, the terrible voice on the tapes, sounded female. It sounded like a distorted female voice, right? Um, 
but then as soon as as soon as the killer wink wink killed off his partner and the tattoo showed up in the box yeah. i was like okay this is bullshit now we know who the killer is cuz there so first, the new first part, of so all the new partner first of all let's explain he, to people that may, yeah. might not whatever you shouldn't be listening to this regardless right but yeah the the new partner has his son's name tattooed on his arm charlie charlie um, and then oh, later Charlie on, later on in the movie, Christopher Christopher Rock's character, Christopher Rock, <laughs> Christopher Rock, uh, Chris Rock's character, Mark uh, uh, Zeke Banks, uh, he gets a package with a piece of skin around a doll mm-hmm. that has that same tattoo on it. Yeah. Now my thought was instead of just retattooing the same tattoo on somebody. It, w- it would have been more effective if, like, in a di- if if he disappeared in the movie because he supposedly dies in the movie. If he would have disappeared for the whole rest of the movie, and then showed up two movies later, being a mastermind of it with a whole chunk of skin missing from his arm, and then you think back to the first movie, oh fuck, he literally cut his skin off to put him there to make you think that, that wouldn't he was make dead. any sense though because there was because there was a filleted body. No, but I, I understand that, but like the There's whole a, misdirection thing though, because he wants to be he wants people to think he's dead. Yeah. So you'd have to do a flayed body regardless. Yeah, so why not just tattoo that onto the flayed body and and forego cutting well, your well, own fucking it, forearm so, off? So but so my other thought to that was maybe have like a birthmark or something like that attached to it, right? Like this could only be this person. Yeah, but they didn't. That, which do that. makes <laughs> no no but no, I'm just I'm hypothesizing how they could have made it better. Like Put something that only he could have had that is like definitive. Like this character is dead, and then three movies later he shows up with this giant like skin graft on his arm because he's so crazy he cut off his own fuck. You know what I mean? Like that would work in the Saw mythos. It would. That is something that they would do. It would for sure. That's all I'm saying. But he's not crazy. A. Well, he's kind of crazy. He's not crazy. He's kind of crazy. He's he is essentially which this is why it uh, works with um. O'Fallon dad's original oatmeal <laughs> stout. Um, his dad is the person who was shot by. Yeah, I said Chris, this, I said this before, uh, yeah. yeah, so Zeke Banks is yep. uh, former original partner. partner yeah. So he's basically been working his way through the academy, working his way through. Which I don't just I don't, for this moment. I don't know if you can make detective that quickly. Sure you can. He would have had to go to. He would have had to finish high school. No, he even said in the, at the end of the movie, he goes, "You have no idea how hard it was, how many strings I had to pull to get here and do this." And the, like he actually he, talked so about fif- that. So fifteen years from the time you're uh, fifteen years is a long time. I, I mean, I, you think people are detective? If he started at eighteen. Do sure. you think people are detective under thirty years old? I think you can be. You if think that's, so? Yeah, if that's where you want to be. And and like you said, he pulled strings and he did yeah, this and that. Yeah, like he, yeah, okay. he worked right. his ass off to get right That's where he fine. needed to be. Um, yeah. So what I didn't like, I didn't like, I, I did not like the scenes where it finally came to a head and then, like he realized it was. So Zeke realized after you know Pete got sliced and diced with the the broken bottles when you found out that it was um what the hell was his name Shank. Uh, William, Uh, William. When he found out it was William, I hated his like cavalier attitude about the whole thing. Yeah, I. He was just really confident. Like, yeah, man, I've like I, uh, you know, I orchestrated this whole thing, and it's obvious by now. You've probably figured it out. It wasn't quite that, but yes, that's in my head. It's like (laughs) 
Because he was so, he was like overconfident and almost kind of cocky about the whole thing. And I was like, because here's the thing about John Kramer. John Kramer was bedridden for some of the, for some of the movies, uh, wheelchair bound for some of the movies. Never at any point in time, aside from flashbacks, was he even, even healthy enough to like be up and walking around. And somehow he remained such a formidable force. Yeah. Even though he's a frail, dying old man. He was a force even after he died. Right. For two movies. Right. <laughs> and he managed to like just make his, his on-screen presence so intimidating. Yeah. And it's because of how like smart and calculating he was and there was i didn't get any of that from william i was just like this is just like a dumb kid who yeah i agree who who managed to kind of throw together some things i have a theory about how this whole thing could work out knowing what darren bowsman now has said about his plans for sequels to this true sequels to the saw series the whole deal right yeah my my thought is this is it possible that you have guys like uh, like Schenk, right? Yeah. He's maybe one of the disciples, right? Maybe sure. the disciples aren't really attached to the original people at all. They're just <clears throat> copycats. It makes me think of the following that Kevin Bacon... Mm, uh, mm-hmm. Did you ever watch it? Bits and pieces. God damn, that show was incredible. Yeah. So good. It fizzled out way too soon. But the Kevin Bacon star in uh, the following that was on uh, Fox, I think Fox, I believe FX. it was on Fox. FX, yeah. What I, doesn't matter what it, it was on. It um, the the John Carroll, who was the main bad in that, right. that, the second season was all about the followers of him because they thought that he had died, and it was all these people carrying on his name. And they all right? wore the realistic masks. They, they, of wore, him. they all wore realistic, so dope. yeah, or Poe masks. <laughs> yeah, he was all. Oh yeah, like, Edgar Allan Poe was a big thing. <clears throat> I think of that, and I think of this movie and what they could have done with it. What if? Right, just just stick with me here. What if Shank is just one of these followers, right? Yeah. And then even Spiral Two is another one of these followers under the tutelage either or in conjunction with Shank, right? So he's part of it, but there's somebody else's story that is being told through the same kind of way, unconnected, whatever, right? Right. But then they start to overlap where you have these people who are the disciples of Jake Saw, right? From Mm -hmm. the Book of Saw. Mm -hmm. And the people who were close to John Kramer who are still alive. Carrie Elvis, still alive. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of other characters are still alive. Hoffman's still alive. Are still alive from that, right? What if they start to converge and it's them versus the disciples hmm. saying, you're, this is what you're doing is blasphemous so to what John a, Kramer was doing. So it becomes a, a war of ideology. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. So then you have the cops that are stuck in the middle of that, hmm. right? And I think that could be really cool. Like, like, like Carrie Ellis shows up see, at the end of Saw Nine, see, right? With, like with Bowsman talking possible TV series. That's you would play that kind of story exactly, out on exactly. a TV series, and you know, there's no way he made this movie without having a plan in mind. That's sure. that's why when, when when this movie ended, I go, I am not ready to judge this movie on its own because this is just a pawn in a greater chess set. But judging this movie just on its own, it's. It's not bad. Kinda, it's not great. To, sort of. It's not bad. It's not great. Right. That's that's, that's where I'll leave right. it at. 
It's a Saw movie. Unfortunately, a Saw movie, they all kind of muddle in the middle. Yeah. They just do. The good ones are good. The middles are just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. I think... um, I think we've... I think we've pretty much hit everything we, <laughs> this we need to. might be the most non-traditional episode that we've done in a long time. That's fine, though. It was fun. I um, will say this. A couple of trivia points I okay. got for you. Okay. Um, Zeke's name, right, as mentioned by his father, Marcus, is a shortened version of Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Yeah. Um, which, in Pulp Fiction, Samuel Jackson quoted Ezekiel 2517. Mm. His famous speech from... Uh, Pulp Fiction. I can't think of it offhand. Yeah. I find that funny. I also find that extremely grating that they would put that in there. Unless it you don't a, need you don't need to put those it, kind of Easter eggs in these kind of movies. Well, the same with that the door in the basement, the Vincent and Jules. Oh yeah, door. Yeah. I read about that too. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, come on, that's a little on the nose, and especially. Listen, I love Easter eggs in Saw movies, but typically the the Saw Easter eggs are referencing other Saw movies. Exactly. Like, exactly. why are you referencing a fucking Tarantino movie? I'm o- The thing is, I'm okay with that in most movies. For, for whatever reason, in this franchise, it's just not welcome. I don't know why. Right, it's right. just not. Um, If I can, sure. I just looked this up. So I, I want to... Let's just spitball here for a second because you just brought up the fact that his name is Ezekiel. Ezekiel 2517 is what Sam Jackson talks about in Pulp Fiction. So... I will carry out great vengeance on them and punish them in my wrath. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I take vengeance on them. Are you are you, and are, are you gonna sit here and tell me that maybe Chris Rock is behind all of this from the get go? So I did I did read <laughs> an opinion from somebody where they went back and they and they like found other examples of cops giving advice to other cops in Saw movies. And a lot of times it was uh, a veiled attempt to warn somebody that you shouldn't be getting involved with this because you're going to end up dead because I am involved. Like Hoffman says to Riggs in the beginning of Saw 4, I think, you know that you're never, you know that you're never supposed to go through an unsecured door. And then how does Riggs end up dying in the end of Saw 4? Yeah. He busts through an unsecured door and the lawyer ends up having to shoot him because the timer's about to run out. And that's the one where Donnie Wahlberg gets his head smashed with ice and Hoffman's sitting in the chair. Hoffman's in on Hoffman is in on it the whole time and he's warning him. He said, You're never you you know you're never supposed to go through an unsecured door. And and there's parts in um in uh this movie, the new movie where uh where uh, Chris, where Zeke is giving advice to the rookie detective, and they're like, "What if ev- all of the advice that he's giving to him is actually like veiled, um, veiled warnings about how he shouldn't God, be?" So what it, if you're so what if through a fucking mind? So what right if now? Zeke is part of the old ideology, and like his dad's ideology? No, no, see, and 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 Shank is part of the new school. Well, no, I don't think he's part of his dad's ideology. If if this is the way, I'm kind of changing my whole idea of Samuel Jackson being a part of the original, right? Yeah. What if Chris Rock's character? God, this is fucked up. But what if Chris Rock's character was was the one that was part of the old ideology, and he's punishing his own father because he and and what if 
what if what if Schenk, right mm-hmm. was following the direction of somebody else that he didn't know like almost an, like a like emperor, a higher like up an emperor an type, type character right yeah but what if that's chris rock and he told him how to fucking string up his own father because he found out his father was behind all this it would make sense to why chris rock oh, didn't did, undo the fucking it, door thing and he it, left him because it did fuck him up when he found out that his dad was involved yes and and that oh and, oh, and he, goosebumps. And and in that last scene, <laughs> essentially Sam Jackson was made to admit to his past sin. Like yeah, he, he was yeah. he, he had to, to admit Rock. his And the thing is, Chris Rock, like all he had to do was look at him and know that he was strung up like a fucking puppet, right? He knew that. He knew he, there's no way that he didn't see this cable going to the door, right? Oh, Chris Rock chooses to leave his father lying there to go after the other guy so the cops will still come in. This way Chris Rock is not is not responsible for his father's death, even mm. though it's set up by him. <laughs> what if that's the fucking twist? <laughs> like that okay, if that's the case, this movie just became fucking amazing. <laughs> and that's how I will, but that's I will, how easy it happens, I right? Will retro- that is, that is how I wouldn't easy say that. I wouldn't say that's easy, but I will <laughs> retroactively go back and say that this movie was genius. Like that's what I'm saying. Though. It's like, funny how me just. If? It's funny how me reading the quote from Ezekiel twenty five seventeen just the, opened this up, and but that's the thing. And that's man. the thing is I wasn't giving the credit to this movie that I maybe should have been initially because I thought, oh, it should, this was just like some some like bullshit played out cash grab maybe it wasn't maybe this is why darren lynn bowsman is so reinvigorated by it fucking hell all right leave it at that oh my gosh because because fuck right (laughs) yeah we're gonna leave it at that uh i think with it oh what say it say it you might as well didn't captain how did captain garza die with the wax on her face and wasn't she second in command to Chris Rock's father? Yeah. He could be punishing her too, finds out about it, his relationship with her. That's, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, because... Because... Aaron brought this up during that scene. She goes, Why is he running back to the precinct? To try and find her himself? Why isn't he calling anybody else at the precinct and saying, go down to the basement, go down to cold cold, cold files, because Captain Garza is going to die? He didn't try to call anybody. No. Instead, he ran like 20 blocks to get back, just to get there, just in time for her to be dead. Oof. I didn't know. Yeah. It could work. Oh, and this shit, is why dude. we love this franchise. Whether or not whether or not it's it's how it is, it's fun to It's post, funny it's funny because you know, we're talking about this being a cult and uh, we have no idea if that's even the case. Oh <laughs> well, no, I was just gonna say I'm I'm a convert. Like, I, we are the cult, I, right? Yeah. I, I I if this listen, if this if they end up taking this in any of the directions that we just discussed, like just spitballing, I will I will eat crow all day long and completely admit that I was wrong about this movie. We have access to the writers. We should call them. Oh, no, I don't want to spoil anything. (laughs) 
Oh, I will bring up one last thing. Chris Ramsey playing the playing the meth dealer in this oh, movie yeah. it was really cool. If anybody knows who Chris Ram- Chris Ramsey is, he's the guy who does like uh, street magic and puzzles. I love puzzles. Sure. He does a tons of he does tons of puzzles on uh, on YouTube and Facebook. And to see him show up as a meth dealer in this movie was really cool. <laughs> that's it. That's okay. that's that's the last of my my shit. Okay, that's um, the episode. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, There's a lot, lot of shit to, to digest. I in need the last to rewatch <laughs> this movie now because I'm starting to think that maybe there was more to it. Uh, there's still big problems with it. I Don't agree get me with wrong. There's I still there's still shit you. that I do not like about this movie, but I we might have just figured some things out that will make me like it more. So I'm gonna go back and rewatch it. Um, yeah, that that's note, it. Cheers, sir. Cheers. If you want to find us uh, before next episode, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzz to Kill Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. You can find us on all major streaming sites. You've already found us. Tell a friend. If you are uh, in the position to leave a comment or a review, please, please do. Helps us out a ton. Preferably, preferably if that position is face down, ass up. Oh, that's a very good one. Boy or girl. It's a very good one. We, we like it all. Also, uh, do us do us a favor and check out our buddies at uh, Beyond the Void Podcast, right? Check them out. Give them some plays. Also, check us out or check out uh, the Bloody Good Film Podcast. And be sure to go tell Josh uh, that it's uh, Christopher Lambert. Only listen to that podcast if if Josh does issue a formal apology, though. Yeah, he better. He better. Yeah. He better. Otherwise, don't listen to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, until next week, Michael. Adios. Cheers, sir. Good seeing you again, bud. Adios. Have a good night.